I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome everybody to another episode of the value pack. We are back. We took last week off uh, for the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, spoiler, uh, Florida finally won. Tom Brady brought it home for his new country. So uh, congratulations to Nayashi, I suppose. Um, it's the second Super Bowl, right? Isn't it y'all's second Super Bowl win, I think? Or is it Nayashi the first? wouldn't know that, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's the second for the Bucks. Nayashi right, also so told me that it was amazing that all four of Florida's major sports teams won this year, and I double-checked his work, and that is incorrect. Two of the four won. But no, still, I said still it was cool. a dream. I never oh. saw the words. It was a dream. You said it to me in a private call. Why is there three NFL teams in Florida? I feel like you don't need that many. I don't know. They want to do. They're trying to do the whole like. Um, I don't know. Just get like some of these. Well, people. The Dolphins haven't counted since the '80s, so. They're trying to get people interested <laughs> in in American sports in other countries, so they put it in Florida. <laughs> California's got a bunch too, but people teams move to California and then they leave California like five years later because they're like, Wait, "Oh, this place sucks." If you're if you're gonna consider Florida its own country, aren't we considering California its own country too? It might as well be. Yeah. Anyway, this is a BDO podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, uh, me and Nashi haven't uh, played BDO for two weeks, but still, we got some uh, some stuff to talk about. <laughs> We're gonna give our uninformed opinions on uh, these things, on these matters at hand. We're all playing BDO right now, so that's that's important. But first, before we get to that, I want to thank our lovely patrons: Britton Clark, Infrax Wine, Oscultation, I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Minari, Oponism. Sinvala, Slytech, and Talus Acceptum. Thank you guys and everybody else who supports us on the Patreon and everybody who supports our individual streams. Appreciate you guys and all that you do. Uh, so the first thing we have on the list is uh, defense icons. They're in the game. Uh, they've changed slightly. slightly. How do we feel about different. them? They've changed, and um, even though we couldn't get it to work in Global Labs when we were testing it two weeks ago, they do work in Battle Arena when you you can see other players in Battle Arena, not just your yeah, own. Yeah, I did, I did see that, yeah. Um, and they yeah. changed the iframe one, and they also made them not pulse. They're solid. Yeah, well, they still got... pulse. It's just they, like, yeah, they so. they fade instead of fading to like twenty percent opacity, they fade to like ninety five. Right, like yeah. it is it's, very it's very definitely slight. significantly better. Yeah, it's way way better. Yeah, than how you how your demonstration went in Global Labs a couple weeks ago. Uh, I also I also think that the changing of the iframe icon is better. This new one is a lot better than the old one. Because the old one was kind of weird looking, didn't really make a lot of sense. Because it was like, wasn't it like a shield with a cross through it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it. I guess it is different. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and this is definitely a way better icon for iframing because um, it's it it perfectly represents how iframers feel when they're in iframe that they don't give two shits about anything that's happening because literally nothing can touch them. It's the most broken protection in the game, so it's pretty accurate. Dude, I, I don't un I honestly don't understand the icon. It's so weird that it's a guy shrugging. 
or a human you know what it you know what they should do you know how we can change the um the image in our profile pic yeah let us customize them let a custom let us customize our own defense icons please if you think of all the meme fucking things you would put up there now and i will say although i haven't really been playing this game uh, especially since Valheim came out, like I've been spending way too much time on Valheim. Uh, sorry for the people that uh, come to streams. I haven't streamed lately. Um, I will say that there, in the short amount of time that I've played this game, that I've PvP in this game since this change came out, the amount of people that have already been like, "Dude, what the fuck? The fucking emblem's there. I'm protected." Like it's so funny. It is so hilarious to me. Hell yeah. And it it makes it even more exaggerated because sometimes the emblem stays stuck there after you've been CC'd. <laughs> so you can iframe, get grabbed, and I you'll see the iframe Nikon next to you sometimes for the entire time you're in the combo. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> Which is pretty nice. It lets you know you tried to iframe, but you didn't quite get there in time. Yeah. So... I was gonna say that. I hope somebody puts in the effort to make a huge compilation of like streamers and, and, and shit like that of, of people just being like, uh, that said it was protected and just like fucking like yelling about it. Yeah, I've already like kind of stopped looking at them unless I'm like trying to think about something. I as soon as I did a few duels with them, I immediately turned them off. It's just too distracting. Is it? See, I, I don't know. I was able to like. Well, just... I, I guess in BA it's too distracting because I'm just like, I'm seeing so many all yeah, over the fucking that... place, and it's just like obnoxious. So here's here's my only actual issue with it because I actually think that the icons are really good, and I think it's really nice for learning a class and learning what your opponents do in battle arena and stuff like that. Yeah. My my only real problem with it is that the sizes don't change based on distance. Yeah. So people yeah. that are far away in yeah. battle arena have these yeah. massive freaking icons. For no reason, and those are distracting. Yeah, um, and I mean, I I I agree. I I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a very good implementation. I like the changes that they did to it to make it more pronounced and you know uh, a little bit easier to understand some of them um, when they're pulsing and whatnot. You can't tell if it's actually in protection or not, but um, it. I, I think uh, I think overall it's good mechanic. I just don't think it's for everybody. I think for me personally, it's just not one of those things that works well for me. Did any of you guys find protections that are not in your tooltips? Uh, I don't think I actually explored that far into it, to be honest. I, I, we sat trying a bunch of different classes like the day it came out, and uh, there's actually quite a few on Kuno that are not there. Um, for example, Ghost Greeting has a little like 0.1 second iframe in it every time you use it, even when it's on cooldown on both Ninja and Kuno. I don't know if it's significant enough to ever really save your life because it's so like it flashes for such a short second. Um, it another can one is some damage, but not not a lot. No. Yeah, it could like luck save you by chance, right? Like if you're about yeah. to get CC'd by something. Another one is um, Oni Shadow and Sinew Cut both also have that same like duration iframe. Um, and then the other major one is fucking Prime Crescent Slash. Actually has protection and it's not on the tooltip whatsoever. It has, um, it's unprotected on the startup when you're like uh, spinning your sword around, but when you're moving, it's an iframe and on the strike, it's super armor. Which is kind of interesting. 
and crazy. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I was there, like, hmm, there I, was... I wonder if this is incorrect or if this is right. And I tested a million times. Like, I there's no way to get CC'd out of it as long as you connect it with something else that's safe right after. There was one time I was fighting a guardian, um, and uh, he was lingering an ability. Um, normally, I would have thought it was protected super armor, but I saw the icon disappear, so I stubbed it real quick just to do a. a a super armor check and sure enough he got cc'd so i was like huh, oh, that's interesting yeah dude watching guardians fight is funny because the those icons are always there <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of i i know it's not exactly breaking news but uh suck wizard man that class is fucking busted so i i went into ba on tuesday whenever the change first came out and we like it was me and a couple other people in the guild and we were watching a uh, a suck wizard who was like on the other side of the arena, but we could see his icons from all the way over there. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus fucking Christ, it's just it's so insane. It's like a guardian. It's damn near as protected as a guardian. Whenever they're just running around fighting, it's insanity. Yeah, they have some interesting lingers, for sure, dude. The hashishine Un unnecessary lingers. The hashishine succession backwards dash linger is actually insane too. It's super long. Um, oh, also, I didn't test around with it that much on uh, Zerker, but one of the things that I did notice, because I was like, I need to test this right away, is the iframe on Giant Leap. Mm -hmm. So uh, Zerkers have had a theory for a long time now that the iframe is only at the peak of the uh, at the jump, basically, yeah. like the apex of the jump. And we were right, and we were wrong. It's only at the peak of the jump, but it lasts until you hit the ground. And then it's so SA. Basically, is it SA again when you hit the ground, right? Yeah, okay. it's SA. But the animation doesn't last very long. You can't like linger it or anything. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it. So even though it says iframe while moving, it actually isn't an iframe until essentially you're halfway through the jump. Right. Which is like mildly infuriating but sure i guess so yeah finally figuring out the mystery of how that shit works so that shakeoff iframe is not that, as bad as i thought either yeah you can actually let it linger a little bit and i mean it basically confirms what what uh you know we've been thinking for a while now which is if you get cc'd out of your shakeoff iframe it's just desync it's not that the iframe doesn't work because i sat there and tested it for a good like five minutes um it's it's just desync we found a side by side that was kind of interesting with bladers that the blader iframe on chase is actually longer than ghost up isn't that interesting oh the other thing that was interesting about bladers yeah, I, is... I, I also find it interesting how i'm always caught out during it too it's weird yeah it's florida dude it's hard yeah. to it's those <laughs> it's those sea cables dude those sea cables to our country man and it causes a bunch of latency Oh my god. Hey, by the way, the other thing that was kind of interesting about Musa Mayo, I'm going to have this backwards, but one of them, let me see if I get this right. I think Musa has a linger on back chase that's long, and Mewa has one on forward chase. Do I have that right? Is Or is that backwards? Which is kind of weird, but they both don't have what the other one has. They're, both their chases are different slightly. Yeah, yes. which is kind of interesting I, thing. Um, I think I have that right. Wait, are you talking about awakening or pre-awakening? Um, I think it was awakening. Uh, Musa yeah, for sure awakening. Awake. I don't know about succession or yeah, about Maywa. awakening. Maywa's chases are shorter, um, but they last longer when you back chase. And Musa's, I think, is the reverse. 
But oh, maybe um, I have it opposite then. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's it is the opposite. I think Maywa's is forward chase. I'm pretty sure no. because the um well I watched the Musa do back chase and at the same time I was talking with the Maywa and they were testing theirs like that's so weird. I don't have a linger on my back chase, but when I chase forward I do. Oh, you mean defense icon wise? Yeah, yeah, defense icon. Like you uh, see a linger at the end I of I thought you were talking about like the animation lingering, like, like no, no, no. the Maywa's back chase on awakening it, it does a little bit of a linger. Oh, I see, I see. No, no, I just meant the actual defense icon. Yeah, I don't know about the defense mechanic part, so there's probably a gap or something there in the animation with the protection. Do you guys think that the icon should stay present even whenever, like, the person has disappeared? So, like, with how um, iframes work for, like, Sork and Ninja. And well, Kano. how would that work? Here, you here's just gonna, the problem. Like, let it point out where they are? Yeah, here, here's the problem. Yes and no. Like, yes for your own self, but no for what other people see. Because I, I keep seeing DKs tell me that airstrike isn't protected. And it, because it, it's like, they don't explain that the, that the icon disappears. Basically, it's tied to your nameplate. It's connected, yeah. associated with your nameplate. So, if your nameplate, when you use an ability... When your nameplate disappears, the icon also disappears with it. Airstrike is 100% an iframe while moving. When you are invisible, you are invincible. It's just that it doesn't show the icon because your nameplate has disappeared. So, um, or invisible, however you want to phrase that. But yeah, um, I think for yourself it should show just so people don't get confused. Um, and then for other things like, I don't know, it's... Like you shouldn't see it on other people because one of the things I notice when like dueling on a hash is in this in the tornado your super armor right, and even though it doesn't show your nameplate when you're in a tornado, you do see the giant super armor icon floating around <laughs> in the tornado, <laughs> like the other person sees it. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, it, it really points and, out where you are. Yeah, Nocturne Nocturne doesn't show it either. It just shows it when you're going into the iframe and when you're coming out, but it doesn't show it while you're invisible, even in succession. Like when you're just sitting there invisible, it doesn't. It's when your nameplate is there and when it's not. That's that's how it works. It's based ba on your on your nameplate and what you can see. So um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of I do think it should show it for yourself, but not for other people. I don't know if that's possible for them to to work out, but it has caused a bunch yeah, of confusion. Yeah, they're gonna try to people. make they're gonna try to make that, and then the fucking stable keeper and Keplin is gonna turn invisible. Yeah, our rebombs will stop working. We'll have to rebind rage transfer. You never know, dude. Uh, anyway, overall, I kind of like it. I think it's actually really nice for people learning matchups or trying a new class. Yeah, it's also... I think it's really good for uh, new players. Or not even necessarily new players, but players that are like are trying to get into PvP and don't just like know all the protections on you know most skills that you kind of have to memorize if you're going to really get into PvP. Because it really helps them kind of like learn that kind of shit and kind of visualize like, oh, okay, this is this is that, this is this, yada yada. Here's another fun one that we discovered. Um, your favorite mass destruction on so striker and mystic mass destructions are totally different. <clears throat> mm -hmm. The striker one, the SA lasts uh, if you don't have the attack speed buff from Crouching Wolf, like you're just base attack speed. The the mass destruction linger lasts all the way until mass destruction is off cooldown again. Really? So, like, Rage was using it. Like, there is, like, a point, like, it's like a point one second time frame where you're not protected going from mass to mass. 
Wait, so you're telling me one of the most... You're telling me one of the most busted classes in the game is busted? Holy shit, dude. Who would have guessed? Those are your words. I did not say either of those things. It's a strong class. I don't think it's one of the most busted in the game. (laughs) But okay. Um, I mean, in 1v1s, it's definitely up there. In large scale, obviously, it suffers just like everyone else, every other melee class, but... They, yeah, they Lon do has. Work. There's a few. We'll just dude, say they do work. There's a few. Yeah, Lon has a perma essay. I mean, I, I don't know. The perma essay rotations are on quite a few classes. Lon, Mystic, dude, Soul Basher, and Scissor Kick on Mystic. Those lingers are kind of nutty. Um, yeah, I think Lon is. If you connect Blade of Blood with Sacred Dance, like you only need to use one iframe in between, and you can basically infinitely rotate those things. I think it's Blade of Blood, Sacred Dance, and then the iframe. Um, That's a little yeah. ridiculous. So it's it's interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff, and uh, I don't know. I, like I said, we'll we'll see if it results in any changes or things down the road. I'm wondering with like the Crescent Slash thing on Kuno, if once they realize it's protected, are they going to add it to the tooltip or just remove the protection? <laughs> Well, like, they're probably gonna see like, oh wait, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then other things like I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with when we get these new servers. If uh, desync is like something people complain about a lot since they're getting caught out of their protections. Um, maybe it'll be something they actually focus on. Yeah, you know, some of maybe us maybe the some hope of- is there. Press press X to doubt so <laughs> fucking hard on that one. Hey. <laughs> So whatever, dude. I, I, we, a, a boy can dream. Can't he? I, I'm dreaming real hard right now. Yeah. Um. All right. So moving on. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about the protection icons? I, I do hope like some other, some I'm other classes sure. that have explored show me some of the. There has to be other. If Kuno had two and Ninja had two. Um, ones that are not in the tooltip. There has to be some other class with one or two. So I'm kind of curious what they are. And they might even be on skills that don't even like, you would never even think. Or just bad skills anyway. But who knows? We'll see. Um, okay, so... Uh, Blackstar. We gotta talk about Blackstar main hand and Blackstar Awakening. So a test came out like a week ago. A guy, Man, um, big and shiny himself. Well, no, no, no. There was a test before that. Oh my God, what's the guy's name? Is the guy's name Wes? Does anyone know the original tester's name? I want to give him no. credit because he was the first person to discover it. But there was a person who did a test, posted it on Reddit, and explained how he did his test um, on on Blackstar main hand and showed that it has a hidden plus two percent critical hit damage modifier. Alterist, Alterist, okay. Alterist was the guy who did the test um, originally. And then like, you know, a lot of people don't know who he is. So as people are like, well, you know, it's uh, probably fake. Myself included, right? Cause uh, I, it's, you could test it yourself, but most people won't. But then Big and Shiny did a test. Now everyone believed it. And uh, yeah, um, Blackstar Mainhand has 2% uh, additional critical hit damage. That's not in the tooltip. It's just hidden. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, I'm not surprised. 
like they they have been more transparent with showing us all the hidden stats, but I know there's other hidden stats that we just don't see. Um, it's just a prime example of that, honestly. Like, is it a bad thing? I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it gives people that have like uh, Tet Blackstar a little bit more reason to stick to it, I guess, maybe. But rather than going straight to Penzarka, but. So I have a I have a tinfoil on this one. It's a little bit tinfoily. I I actually think that potentially like they actually didn't know. I think that there's a chance that it was like on the item when they designed it and then they intended to remove it but didn't. They removed it from the text, but they didn't remove it from the actual item stats. Yeah. Because it seems so random. Like, I know they still have hidden stuff here and there, but that one is so random because... It is random. That one, like, sure. is, is, like, one of these weird things that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to hide because it's, like, such a... It's a really minimal stat, and, like, it doesn't make a big enough difference for it to be, like... I don't know. It's just such a weird... What prompted the uh, the player to actually want to test that? That's a that's a real question. Like what what amount of damage was making him think that it was just like no, this just isn't right. There's something different here. Well, he's <laughs> like, probably just like, damaged. He's probably just damaged testing Penzarka versus Tet Blackstar, and then he noticed that there was like some sort of difference. So then he just kind of went from there. Is what I would assume. Yeah. I mean, that would be you know what I would assume too. It's just it's just a weird thing to like want to look into and discover. You know. I don't know. Right. Like you'd have to do such a such a wide like test of damage comparisons to really like notice that there is that two percent variant there that's just like random. And usually in tests like when you're comparing that, you usually have a, a margin of error that you're considering. So a two percent crit damage, like that had to have shown I would assume more than just two percent in order to like prompt him to want to really dig into it, you know? So I don't know. It's just interesting. That's all. Yeah. Um. All right. So I wanted to. I wanted to point out. Um. I want to go through big and Chinese tests real quick to kind of. Um. I don't know, just just clarify some things. So some of his conclusions. So he tested. He also tested Awakening Black Star, and Awakening Black Star does not have any hidden critical hit damage. Um. He also went and tested to make sure that the critical hit damage wasn't just PVE. And it was PvP as well, yes, and confirmed yeah. that. Um, and then he had a quote. Let me see if I could find the quote because one of the big questions, obviously, is um, should you? All right. So here, um, someone asked, dumb question, but does this mean Black Star is overall better than Zarka for PvP? And Big and Shiny said, and uh, I was talking with Multi about this too, and he corroborated this. But basically, the two percent critical hit damage will at most be. 1% effective increase to your damage. The difference of two human damage is a little bit less than this, which is the difference between Zarka and, and Blackstar, because Zarka has two additional all-species damage. Um, so he says it's a little bit less than this, but for most people, not 100% crit on all abilities, will have other crit damage buffs reducing the effectiveness of the 2% by a bit more. It should be similar. And then the other thing that Multi pointed out is that most people are running Garmoth's Heart and two special attack damage crystals. So essentially, you never really have 100% crit 
on a player. So the damage difference is either negligible or in some cases could be worse unless you get RNG carried on like a crit rolls. Yeah, it just it slips through all the all the crits slip through the special evasion. That all having been said, in PBE it makes it even better. <laughs> like, yeah. It yeah, widens, PBE it, it kind of solidifies like if there was any argument before then it's like yeah, yeah it, it widens the gap a lot more in PBE. Um but I but don't yeah, think the PvP, the... It's, it doesn't seem to matter whatsoever, honestly. Like, it won't have any major impact on your fights. All right, so let's do some hypotheticals. Let's let's pretend whether they made a mistake or not. They come out and say like that wasn't our intent. Um, we intended we did have this in beta testing, but we intended to remove it and didn't. Let's just pretend they did that. If that were the case. How should they address it? Should they just show it on the tooltip? Because I, I was thinking there's there's three possible outcomes if it was a mistake. If it was intended, then they should just show the tooltip, right? Obviously. But if it was a if it was a, actually a mistake and they just forgot to remove it, then they either A, just add it to the tooltip, B, remove it from the item, or C, be like, hey, we don't want to nerf anyone's weapon it wasn't intended so we're going to add two percent critical hit damage to often and zarka as well i don't see them doing the last option at all which one do you see them doing uh them just adding it to the tooltip basically i mean this it doesn't it's not going to have a huge impact, and we don't know how long that's already been in. It could have been something that got accidentally implemented when they they added the one AP to it way back to make the tet stronger, and maybe they just added the two percent crit damage to it as well. But it ended up going across the board. I don't know. Just speculating here, but it's the only time they've touched it recently, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's the only thing that kind of like makes me think maybe that's when it happened, but. Um, I, I don't, I don't see them like changing our other main hands just to like, quote unquote, even it out. You know, I don't see that happening. Um, I don't know. It's, I think they'll just update the tooltip or remove it. One of the two. Yeah. Um. So. Or just be in complete denial and say you guys' math is wrong and we're Korea. So Lordisner is saying it, it does matter which one, uh, if you're actively trying to choose Zarka for PvP reasons, being at slide or not. But the thing is, is that, um, so if you're comparing Tet to a pen Zarka, the second you hit C2 on your pen Zarka, it's no longer comparable anymore. Zarka is just better. So in order for pen to be comparable, you'd ha it'd have to be or in order for it to be actually as good as the Zarka and PvP, it'd have to go to Pen. And then at Pen, it's comparable to a C20 Zarka now. They're like even in PvP. But based on Kaffir Stone prices and the cost of a Pen Zarka, it's about 30 billion cheaper silver to get a Zarka to C20 than to buy a Pen Blackstar. But I guess if really? you're enhancing it. Well, yeah, because a Pen Blackstar is 99 bill, right? And a Penzarka is what between thirteen and fourteen bill, and then you need the Kaffir stones, which are about two point five bill each. So it's like sixty bill in Kaffir stones, or sixty five bill to get it to C twenty. 
So it's like Shit. overall, it's like it's a lot. It's cheaper and also just easier to get because black stars don't really sit on buy yeah. right now. So yeah, it's kind of hard to get them. You gotta wait for another hammer event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. I mean, there there is a clear difference though, like in PVE, like one hundred percent. It's a huge, big difference. Big difference yeah. for sure. But PVP for sure, they're kind of evened out essentially. Hell, um, arguably, you could say the pen black stars, pen black star is actually better now, right? Because of this find. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't change. It's as good as it's been, but it's yes, it's just better. We well, know, we know for sure, it's a little bit more above, arguably. Are you ta you're talking about in PVE? Well, no, in, in PVE it was one hundred percent above. In PVP, no, it only makes it, it even, basically, with Zarka, because before it was behind because it had two AP less because of the all species damage. Well, that doesn't equate to two raw AP though. What do, you mean? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean two raw? They it's have human this, species damage, right? Well, they have the two. Well, yeah, it's so in total. It's point, like, it's point eight five. Right, it's point eight five AP per species damage. Right, but it still is is about even unless, like I said, that's that's why I was pointing out the crit rate thing because unless you have a hundred percent crit rate on your in, the entirety of your combo, it's not going to be more damage than Azarka and PVP. Yeah, for some classes, it probably won't feel the same. Well, no classes, because special attack evasion negates critical hit damage. And every, almost everyone runs 30% at least, at minimum 10%, right? But most people, a lot of people run 30%. So you're only yeah. going to crit 70% of the time. So that reduces the effectiveness of that 2%. It does. But I mean, do you, you think two human species damage is going to equate to more damage overall in that 70% chance you're critting? If your entire combo is seventy percent, maybe not. It might be equal to or slightly less. But if yeah, I, I understand. There's there's obviously yeah, but some combo I don't know. That if, aren't you'd have to basically crit. one shot somebody with a hundred percent crit, whether oh, it be well, one okay. skill or well, the entire thing. It's actually doable. <laughs> that is doable, I guess. Does blooming have one hundred percent crit? Uh, yes. <sighs> is there anything that's skilled? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have. <laughs> Decap has 100% crit. <laughs> Blooming has 100% crit. Let me see what else we got here. I buff well, with Blind Thrust for a 30% crit buff. Dude, Nayashi's, Nayashi's about to drop that Ofen real fast. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see the math on even even at 70%. I don't know if it's necessarily more because because um, with your 100% crit skills, on average, you'd only be critting 70% of the time against a player. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. Hopefully they add it to the tooltip um, and explain themselves. I, I, I don't know. I guess like you kind of have to assume. I don't know. Do you assume the worst? Do, are they hiding this on purpose or was this a I mistake? A Resler, I'm curious how you feel because you're the resident. You're not the hugest fan of PA. Is this hidden on purpose or was this an oversight? No, this is on purpose. But I, I have a question though. Is this? Does your opinion on the viability of the black star in pvp does it change whenever the new nota war system comes out and we get more critical hit damage with those new crystals well no because those are those don't have any effect on this 
No, but what I'm saying is that like you you're at that point if you have a black star you're stacking critical hit damage, right? So now instead of just a meager like 2%, now you're getting up to isn't it four different uh crystals like total? It's like two different crystals, obviously you get two of each, which is 4%. So now you're up to 6%, right? Mhm. Plus an add-on. Yeah, but I don't I mean but it's still it's it's additive, right? So it just it goes up all the same. Whether you have yeah, it or not. I guess. Yeah, so it doesn't really it doesn't they don't affect each other, I guess. In any meaningful way. But I do think like if you're an awakening player, I don't know. That's the thing too. In PvE, if you're awakening, it makes the Black Star even more insane. If you main awakening, since you're not really getting any of the main hand damage. Um, right, but the all species damage still affects awakening and pre-awakening and succession. Oh, that was the other thing he tested is to make sure that um, the damage is affects prime. PvP. Well, both PvP and PvE and also prime skills. And non-prime skills and awakening skills. Basically, it's 2% so critical damage. So awakening versus no stock. What. Yeah. That's interesting. What? wonder why he would assume prime would be different for some reason. I think he just tested by the it way, just I... to see while he was there. You never know. I think they'll I think they'll probably add it to the tooltip, honestly. I yeah, think that I, this was I think this was intentional. I think that this is another one of those. Even though they quote unquote revealed hidden stats, what, like three years ago at this point, they still hide a lot from us. So um, what's the point? And this in is just this another one? thing that they hid. Like if if this one is intentional. What's the point to hiding what's the point to hiding anything? Well, when they hid everything, it was like their excuse was build diversity, but this doesn't really Play into that because it doesn't really change anything so that's why i'm like i'm not, i don't really understand why this would be hidden but not like other stats i think it's just an accident when they messed with the tet black star and they did changes across the board probably initially but then they probably reverted most of them but then for some reason didn't notice this part and it got through in the patch and why isn't there hidden crit on the awakening version Because the, the default kind of design probably was never intended to have that. That's why I'm saying, like, the only reason why I suspect is when they did the change to the AP for Tet Blackstar. Is but it maybe? They, they probably initially thought about doing a change across the board, but then they reverted the change on all the other. Um... Let me ask you this, because isn't it pretty common for Awakening uh, people that use Awakening to get, like, the Blackstar, right? Mm -hmm. Is this yeah, maybe a way of, 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 like, in a way, trying to weirdly buff Awakening classes? No. Well, I mean, maybe. And I mean, even if it's not, even if that's not intended, is that the effect of it? I mean, but it, effect, but it awakening affects Prime. This isn't 2% crit damage. <laughs> but it affects Prime just as much. Or yeah. It does, but it not it more common for people with Awakening to get Blackstar main hand than uh, Succession? players for pvp i think it's more common for anyone that's willing to buy and afford it to get um, yeah <laughs> that's probably true yeah since you're not really using the main hand damage in pvp as much i don't uh, know i'm I just i'm throwing i'm throwing i'm throwing things out uh, that's an yeah. interesting point but if that was I, the I case think the mass majority of players though are just they luck sacked into a pen black star via the hammers and that's it there's like probably only you know like 
a small percentage of players that actually own it that actually created it themselves. Okay, J-Scrolls are actually busted at Thornwood, by the way. This is my fifth event this hour. Damn. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if, if there ever is going to be a Fallen God weapon. Are we going to get this 2% crit on that? There's definitely going to be a Fallen God armor or weapon. Uh, but about the I think there knows. will be too. I think it'll be some elaborate fucking crazy thing you have to do in order to. I have it. a feeling. I have a feeling that uh, we're not going to see it for a very long time though, because I think what's going to happen first is that they're going to do. Um, they're going to release the Fallen God in a similar way that they did uh, Black Star. I think honestly. So they're going to do. It's going to be like chest first, and then what was it after that? It's going to be gloves. And then, uh, or no, sorry, not gloves. It's going to be helmet, then gloves, and then boots, probably. Um, and then maybe they release it, they release the uh, weapon before they do uh, boots, but unlikely. I think they'll probably do full armor first, and then they'll do weapons after that. But I mean, didn't they? I vaguely remember them saying that they think that they released Dead God too early. Didn't they say that at one point? Like a while back ago, they said that they thought it. They think that releasing Dead God was a mistake and that it was too early to release it. Yada yada yada. This, that, and the other. I don't remember them saying that. But I vaguely, I vaguely remember them saying that, but maybe I'm crazy. But I wonder why they would assume that it would be too early. I don't know. They're they're pulling a console. They could be just pulling a console. Do you know console still doesn't have Caffres? Yeah. As a matter of fact, the. Uh... <laughs> Amel was asking me advice on gearing uh, last night um, for console, and I was just like, I don't even know what you guys have. They don't have Bell's Heart. Nope. But they have Garmoth. They have Garmoth, no, they but they don't have Bell. No, 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 no. They don't have Garmoth. They have a Guild Boss Garmoth. They don't have a World Boss Garmoth. Uh, hold on, let me double check. For console? Yeah. Yeah, they have a... It's a Guild Boss. At least I'm pretty sure that was what Talus told me the other day. They have Garmoth. They just no. Don't... They the guy is literally saying, "Should I go for Garmoth heart?" Yeah, they have Garmoth's heart. Wait, what's... yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, they just don't have world boss Garmoth. They have to spawn it. Yeah, that's oh. what I. That's what I thought he said. Is that he, they don't actually have world boss Garmoth. They have guild boss Garmoth. They don't oh, have. Oh, that's how they get the Garmoth heart. Yeah. Through the weird. guild boss, or the, he said that uh, I think I remember him saying that like occasionally they'll get him as a world boss, but like it's like an event, like the, he's not like a permanent fixture on uh, console. He's not a scheduled boss. Yeah, weird. So it's like <laughs> it's, that is weird. dude. Console gets so fucked. It is insane. Yeah, they don't they don't have Vel at all though, right? That's no, I don't, I don't. I don't believe. Yeah, because so. he he said for now the alchemy stone is what it is. They don't have Vel, so. Oh. But I wonder I wonder if the the mythical fish are on console. Like the they mythical fish that you can catch to summon. They don't have fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude. <laughs> they're, they're, they're missing the entire life school. They don't have gar or they don't have uh Vel's heart. They don't have Kaffir stones. They don't have Star's End. They don't have Sacrea. They don't have Odolita. Like they're really far behind. Yeah. yeah, they don't they, have stars. They're end. not getting content as fast as I was. They don't have stars in. Think about that for a second. They do not. The best grind spot in the game on console is still Histria. 
Think about that for a second. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. They don't have distos. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. They're they're gonna Someone's get stars in, but it's gonna be a guild bot. <laughs> 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 you, you know that thing that spawns randomly on your rotation every once in a while, yeah. the elite guy. They just get to spawn that guy and fight him once a week with their guild, dude. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah, dude, I, I was trying. I was trying to convince Talus to move to PC. I was like, dude, you just you need to move to PC. Like, actually, I'm not even like memeing. I was trying to convince him to do it. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he's like, yeah, but someday we'll get it. I'm like, yeah, but when, dude? Like, that's the you're 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 waiting for this content to come out. You can just get a computer and have it right now. <laughs> yeah, I oh yeah, oh, Opie and my child is saying the dead god was really honestly too too early because so many people just getting a yeah. free C twenty armor piece with frosty. You know, did, didn't didn't Pearl Abyss at some point say that they believe they released Dead God too early? I swear to God, I remember them I remember saying a statement, that. Statement, but I don't remember. I, I swear on my life, I remember them saying that at some point, like during a conference or something, they said something about they think they released Dead God too early. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I mean, what's the harm? My question. The console did just as a reiteration, like a week ago, get forty percent of their mobs back. <laughs> they actually have that is true. It took like yeah. a year and a half, but they got forty percent of their mobs back. And um, well, it sounds like they fixed a lot of the lag issues, then, right? Well, it's because <laughs> everybody's everybody's on next gen consoles, so people can <laughs> yeah. get more than ten FPS in grind spots. It it created an interesting problem though, because with the mob reduction. They also had a faster respawn rate. So, Talus was explaining to me that Hysteria has like, like Seven Elton is kind of broken up into two different rotations that supports two people because of the respawn rate. And with, with the mobs, mobs coming back that it doesn't support multiple people now. So it's actually kind of a weird juxtaposition they're in. Because... Like it'll benefit them everywhere else when it comes out, but at history specifically, they've like optimized these smaller rotations that are now not really viable. While we're um while we're talking about inferior Black Desert uh platforms, did you guys hear that Fletcher is coming out on Black Desert Mobile? I don't know what Fletcher really? is. Yeah, Fletcher did. It's uh <laughs> it's a new class. Is it? <laughs> So for some reason, I, I, I have not paid any attention to Black Desert Mobile because I just have no interest in playing this game twice. Um, but apparently the classes in Black Desert Mobile, this is what someone told me, are separated. So like the Awakening and Pre-Awakening are two different classes. So you have Archer, which is the Archer Pre-Awakening, and then you have Fletcher, which is the Archer Awakening. Oh. Interesting. I see. Which is really strange to me. Wait, they're separated? The kids they're are separ separated? They're, they're two different classes. Yeah. But when I... So I I went on mobile and I started a Mewa, but it never really showed me an option to choose a Suck or Awaken Mewa. Yeah, or because... How do, how the, do they call it? Prime we, the, other May, the other Mewa was probably called something else, I bet. 
Well, I mean, there you can see the physical icons. I mean, you it's can... called Bloomwa because only uses one skull. Bloomwa. <laughs> Actually, the Succession has some pretty crazy movement and whatnot in it. Like the way they did the movement in mobile is so much better for my class. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I really don't know. Uh, like I said, I've never even considered downloading Black Desert Mobile. So this is all through a third party that was I, telling me this. I was more or less curious to see what all the hype was about way back. So that's why I downloaded it. All the hype. I tried dude. playing it, but it's just like it did get hype. Yeah, it had a lot of hype before it came out. I I tried it when it first came out too. I just it's, it's not, a totally it's different me. game. So it's not really like playing the same game twice. But it's like to me, it's just a less enjoyable. I cannot stand trying to control a character with my phone. It feels terrible. Yeah, it does feel awful. I was only interested in it whenever I thought that it was I was going to be able to play this game on my phone. You know what I mean? Like connect to like my account. You know, do some grinding for you know twenty minutes while I'm waiting for a class or something. On <laughs> well, with Zerker, I guess you could. Yeah, you could. Little and then and then I found out like no, it's a completely different thing. And I was like, oh no, thank you. Could literally just fucking spin. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. Like uh, Genshin impacted. Yeah, exactly. So right. Genshin was kind of Genshin was weirdly designed to be like a game that is played on both PC and mobile. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so <clears throat> a week ago, about a week ago, five days ago, during one of the KR updates, they got a little note, and now this is Google translated. I don't know if there is an official translation that we have. I don't think so yet, but if we do, someone share it with me, please. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have to trek through this, uh, guessing what they mean. <laughs> um... But basically, they uh, they kind of just touched on some of the stuff that they talked about at the Calpheon Ball. Um, they show this teaser image of Deep Sea Horror and say that your view will basically be like blocked. This is one of the dungeons. This is the like the hardcore dungeon or whatever that they're working on. And this teaser image shows like it looks exactly like Sacrea. Can you link what you're looking at? Yeah, but this but the vision range is limited. Very limited. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. And the mon they say the monsters will use diverse patterns. So I guess this is still being worked on. It's on its way. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the other thing is the Ataraxian desert themed boss zone designed with a grand feeling. So this one is the one that's going to have like puzzles and stuff. It'll be filled with various elements such as powerful monsters and bosses, various riddles and puzzles and knowledge, so look forward to it. And I guess they gave it a name now. It's Ataraxian's Desert. Um, I, they just show like one image that kind of looks like the Kudum layer. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. What's a grand feeling feel like? The feeling of being grand, like when you walk into a big hotel, you know, you're just like, this is grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lobby, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see, do, 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 do. let me see if some of this other stuff is, um, they're, they said they're going to keep updating the Hadoom server loot and drops and stuff. 
Um, some of the spots like aren't considered that good. Some are really good. So they're just going to, they said they're going to keep balancing it, but maintain the black star improvement where it's at right now. Um, let's see. There's another thing that was interesting. They said that they, this I'm hoping is a translation error. Someone told me that it's just poorly translated, but they mention um, they mention the awakening skills for a brief second. I always have a hard time finding this because it's literally just one line. Um, let me find it. Oh yeah, awakening uh, awakening skills of all characters that many people are waiting for will be added one by one. <laughs> but I don't know if like. Someone told me that when you actually translate what it says in KR, it doesn't say one by one, but Google Translate changes it to one by one. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they don't do like succession release with the awakening skills. It'll be annoying. Um, yeah, that would be pretty annoying. And then they added this thing. They, they said that they acknowledged that the loot for Bloodstorm Nuver was bad compared to what the difficulty was. And as a result, they're repairing, or preparing new loot uh, a costume with Nuver motif. I'll copy this image so you guys can can see it. Which looks awesome, by it, the way. It does. It looks really fucking cool. They need to do this for all of the like nightmare bosses or whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, this is the Nuver armor that can drop from Nuver now at a very low rate, I'm sure. But dude, I think it looks incredible. They don't show a female in it, so hopefully the female one looks the same. And doesn't the have female, open the eyes. Female, <laughs> yeah, the female will have eye holes and a boob, uh, boob window. <laughs> but this armor looks freaking awesome, right. dude. That cape looks so sick. It does. It looks really cool. And I really hope that mm. they continue like down this train of thought. Because I would very, I would be very interested to see like what the other outfits that could does look, look like. What, they, what they come out with. It does. It looks cool. The horns, the mat, everything. Like the whole. Because it also has. So it also has a bit of a, like a little bit of a Valencian aesthetic to it, right? Like it looks like someone like in the desert. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully you can die. Um. Probably not. Here was the other interesting thing. So you can't die, Lazica. So bad news. Yeah. Um, currently the area of Elvia in a state where the proportion of so-called Japtism is large. I'm going to read this as Google has it because it's hilarious. I'm and sorry. Yeah. What, what tism? And the proportion the of this rubbish is expected and decreased gradually with the addition of new special loot. Um, drunken by the moonlight. I think many of you have gotten a hint from the necklace upgrade, but the new special loot will be necessary material for this accessory upgrade. We originally planned. So this is talking about the Hadoom server or what they call Elvia's realm now. Um, we originally planned to release all of the improved necklaces, rings, belts, and earrings along with Elvia's realm. But if we go all out at once, it'll only cause confusion. So we added the necklace part first, and then it'll be updated step by step. So there's going to be accessories for every slot that drop in the Hadoom server. Which is kind of interesting. And kind of scary. Yeah. And in KR, they said 813 adventurers have already upgraded their necklace to get the 150 HP buff. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. I guess it's not really all that hard then. Yeah, I guess it depends on how many people tried what proportion it is, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's too too difficult. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, there's gonna be. A, I, I'm trying to think like what. 
What ring are they missing? I guess like a distortion type ring that where you sacrifice some stats. Because they already have an accuracy ring. We already have a Tungrad version of a ring. We already have a base like Red Nose ring. We already have a DP ring. We already have like Forest Ronoros, which is kind of a hybrid. So I don't know what you know, other ring we, we could have. We do have a lot of weird earrings and rings. Yeah, so I don't what know about, what else um, we could add. What about... um? Because we have Kadri's, right? But that's DR. What if they did an evasion ring? Yeah, they could do an evasion or ring. Or evasion... Yeah, oh yeah, I guess that's the only one left. There's not a lot left. There, we need a disto. You would need a disto equivalent, an ethereal equivalent, uh, and I think that's it, right? We have everything else. They need a hybrid ring. We have Ronaros. Dude, I I wish they would go through and rework, like change Serapnek to blue, change Ronaros to blue. Because they're not, they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not yellow grade. Yeah, they're Let's not yellow up. grade. Like, there's like a whole like stack of accessories that are like, but miscolored. we have a, we have, we have a blue, uh, we have a blue, um, fucking whatchamacallit, uh, hybrid ring. I forget what it's called, but it exists. You get it in Medaya. No, it's red coral ring. Huh? Red coral is the hybrid ring, yeah. Oh, rainbow. Oh, well, no, rainbow coral's HP. Does it also have DP? Which uh, one's in which one's in Medaya? What ring drops in Medaya? I think I don't remember. They just need a buff. They need to buff Ronaros, probably. I don't think they yeah, should change it to it. blue. But just Serap should be blue. Serap Ser is like Serap's absolutely should be blue, yeah. Oh the outlaw yeah, ring. Serap's has no it's, reason to be blue. Oh, outlaw. is that what I'm thinking of? That might be what what is that? That might be what I'm thinking of. Outlaw ring is old school. What does outlaw do? Outlaw that ring might be what is of. yeah AP and DP. Wait, let's see. It's yeah, eight, that's what I'm eight AP nine it's, DP. It's like a, that was like ring. Of <laughs> it's literally the same as Red Coral, but it has one less AP and one more DP. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, so we already have enough of blue hybrid accessories. They just need to buff Ronaros to make it actually like a viable hybrid option because it's just the stats it gives is kind of well, we know they're never gonna buff it, so just turn it blue, dude. And stop making us <laughs> cheer when we get it from a fucking yeah, please from a poacher, please. What would they? What would they need to change to make it viable as a hybrid ring option? Give it three AP. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Let's calm down. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, if it had like maybe if it had one single more base AP. And then it had just a little bit of HP, like maybe 10 HP per level. So at pen, it'd be 16 AP and then 50 HP as well. Just something subtle to make it a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know how you make it good enough to be replaced. It just depends, I guess. I don't know. It'd be kind of... It's hard. That's hard. What if they... What if they... Question, because they don't usually do this. I think they've done it with a couple things, but not a lot. What if they made it like a jack-of-all-trades accessory? Where like they they just slap like a little bit of fucking everything in there, like it's got it's got AP, it's got accuracy, it's got DP, it's got DR, it's got evasion, it's got health. Ah, uh, that's an interesting option. Yeah, Someone said make it like a narc, but give it mob damage reduction per level. Because I don't think do we have any accessories? I don't think we have any. We have accessories that have like three 
stats, I think. I don't know if we have any that have four. Do we have any that have four? What more do you want, dude? But see, that's that could make it like a viable thing for someone who's like, you know, just wants a little bit of everything. Maybe your ne- necklace more? of good deeds? No, that has the, no, no DP. That only has AP and accuracy. Dude, that shit's a best in slot. It is. <laughs> Look it how really good that is. is, dude. God damn. 16 AP, 36 accuracy. That shit's so good. Does uh, it really have that much? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, ancient. What's ancient guardian seal stats? Is that one just dr? I can't remember. I haven't looked at these in so long. Oh yeah, it's dr. I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to think of ways to like make it just not another fucking like hybrid ring. You know. Yeah. So they're gonna add some new of every slot. The belt one is another one that's like okay, we have an accuracy belt, we have a dp belt, we have a hybrid evasion belt. I guess the only belt we don't really have is a hybrid belt with dr. Or a full DR, right? Because the only full DP we have is Centaur, which is evasion, right? Mm, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's just evasion. I think it does have some DR on it, maybe, but it's like very negligible. It's, I think it's primarily evasion. You yeah. still wear Pen Schultz belt, Rose? Of course, dude. Figured. Wait, what? No, <laughs> I don't. No. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, like, I'm actually pretty impressed with that. <laughs> no, you're not. He wears a Rudum Elite belt because he wants a Rudum class in the game, so he's wearing it in solidarity. I so. do want a Rudum class, dude. Give me a Rudum class. Rudum class would be interesting. I'm so tired of these fucking anime boys. Like, let me play like a fucking monster, dude. Fuck. What are anime boys? You know, like fucking Hash and fucking... Nova, all these like you know fucking models. Why? Why is every? Why are all of these warriors in this fucking medieval fantasy world goddamn models? It just doesn't make sense. Okay, so I think this is. It's hard to tell from the translation, but I think this one sentence here is a um, a mention of the new loot scroll system that oh, has been missing. Please, God, when is that coming? That has been missing from Global Labs for a little bit now. But it says, in addition, there are many requests to update the point conversion of the item acquisition probability increase order. Rather than speeding up this system, we will try to test it through several cases and update it live. So, wait, what? So it sounds like it's still coming. That's really all I got from that weird-ass sentence. I don't know that, what it means. That sounds like... They, oh, here. I got, I got a better translation. Hold on. In addition, there are many requests to update the item collection increase scroll point exchange. Since it is related to acquiring items, the patch is being delayed because the test is being carried out more thoroughly. Rather than making this system fast, we will test it through various cases and then update it to you live. Thank you, Nezio. Dude, he's always there with the, with the facts. Manos Blue Coral Belt is the DR belt. Let me see this one. Hold on. Manos Blue Coral Belt. Interesting. Oh yeah, pen, dude. 18 DP. It also has 6 evasion randomly. It's 15 DR and 12 accuracy. And has all resist 7%. That belt is actually toxic. That's interesting. Especially that all resist. Maybe that's what they put on... uh, Maybe they just put like 10%. 10% all resist, 10% all uh, ignore all resist on uh, Ron and Rose. Does that make it worth? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Does that make it worth it? That people point, might Frosty? actually run it. <laughs> Would you get Ronero swings at that point, Frosty? If it had ten percent uh, all resist, ten percent ignore all resist. Here, let's change the question. How much AP are you willing to sacrifice for ten percent ignore, Frosty? All of it. I would drop. <laughs> I would drop. I would drop right back down to two sixty nine Nuver for a hundred percent ignore all resist. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, here's a better translated site, I guess. Um, dude, I don't know, man. I, I really want some of this stuff to come out, <laughs> like soon, and I want our damn. Awakening skill. Oh wait, let me see what it says about awakening skills with this different translation. Um, and awakening skills of all the characters that many people are waiting for will be added one by one. In addition, no. So it still says the horrible thing about one by one. Oh no. Not a fan of that. Um, dude. Give Kuno a polling ability. Please. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> what? You don't really need no poll ability. Kuno's let's be OP. let's be one hundred percent honest. <laughs> they probably are gonna add them one by one, just because that's what they've done in the past. And oh, I mean, please God, don't do that. I don't want to have to deal with Warrior being absolutely fucking cancer. I mean, I'm just saying, I, it it should not surprise anyone if that was what they decided to do, because well, that's what they did for Awakening. That's what they did for Succession. Like they do know. that, I'll I'll be taking a month break from BDO until they implement my classes. That's but you're answer. not even gonna play your classes even with a new awakening skill. You're <laughs> you need it you don't have a Dan you're wearing a tri green fucking roser awakening or something dumb. Look, here's the thing. What? They'll it's probably try dandy. What why is that controversial? It's not controversial, it just doesn't do damage in awakening. Um, I mean, I had a Tet. I'm literally one AP off from what my Tet had. Oh, okay. Then you're endgame. My bad. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad. Uh, I, um... I think what they'll do is probably release it one week at a time in KR and then maybe give it to us all at once. You know? Maybe they'll go that way. <laughs> Nayashi's upset. I'm sorry, Nayashi. I got no words. <laughs> Dude, it's equivalent to a Tet Dandy. Oh, then you're in game. <laughs> I've never I've never heard anyone so furiously brag about having a Tet Dandy. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just like you're making it seem like I have like no AP on a What do you mean I can't play Awakening? I almost have as much AP as a Tet Dandy. I'll kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound like I had like three, like, <sighs> like basically two twenty AP on awakening. Look, your your AP. If you look at your your gear screen, you're three hundred one, two twenty two, three forty. Two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Walmart version of Dandy. Oh, dude, it's, it's the Florida version of Dandy. Yeah. Uh. It's that value, Dandy. You got a big lot. No, what I really want to see is what the core skills are going to be for Succession, because I'm kind of concerned on how they might deal with that. They didn't mention core skills in here. So I know that's my concern. That's probably a good thing. Wait, no, I thought that's they... not a good thing. Wait, wait, wait! I thought they reeled that back. Did they not reel that back? 
I thought they wrote that back. They didn't reel it back. Be talking shit like that. In our dev note, they called it C skills, which made half the people confused because now people are like, well, maybe they meant they were going to give us a new awakening skill to use in the succession kit, not a core skill. So no one, no one really knows. We're going to have to that wait and see what happens. Would, I would be perfectly fine with that. I would be too. I think that would be cool. Finally give me spin spree, but make it better because that's what they do in succession. No, don't, don't, don't give them that. It wouldn't make sense. I, I don't Kuno does not need that shit. It wouldn't it really make does. sense to give succession core skills because wasn't the whole point of core skills to make awakening on par with succession? Yes. Yeah. That's why I'm confused about it too. Yeah. I all all I really all I really want is fucking BSRs on fucking succession just so that we can knock fucking yeah, that's people off the other MT nines. Like why do we not question. have that yet? Why is there not BSRs like fuck core skills for succession? Like that All defeats the whole Christmas. purpose of core skills. Give the why there's no reason why succession classes shouldn't have BSRs 10, 25, and 50. You should be putting development time into that, not fucking yeah. core skills and they, for succession they don't, classes. They don't, don't need to have a lot more damage or anything like that. I just want the option to like knock someone off their fucking horse. I think that's honestly. the one thing that keeps succession in check is that they get bullied by Doom horses, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> they get countered by I'm sorry, Doom but horses. do you see a suck wizard getting bullied by a fucking Doom horse? No. You don't. Dude, that's it. Like you want suck wizard to have a core skill? Excuse me? I I did not say for more damage. That's what I was saying. Like all I wanted. But for you is know to they're gonna give off. them more damage. All right, yeah, hear probably. me out. Core meteor. Hear me out. I know it already has protection and damage and a CC, but you can also fly around while it's charging. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say now it disconnects whoever you hit. Now the now game. they. No, you just start you can, floating uh, in the air like you a just god. Start floating like a like a T ten <laughs> when it's AFK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just like goes into hover mode when you're AFK. It reduces it reduces the cooldown to five seconds from thirty. Amritat oh, says suck classes are buffed enough they don't need shit. Don't lie, Amritat. You need side dash on Succession Guardian. Imagine. No, no, they don't. They really don't. I mean, are like I just don't understand. I guess Over I'm around really, like Sorks channeling DOD. Yeah. I'm really confused about why they would do core skills on succession, but not BSRs. Well, until we've seen I, I'm still doubtful that that's what they meant. That was only a Google Translate. That's the problem. Or a translate, a shitty translate. Well, no, but, they they did it in the English patch notes too. No, they said they, they said C skills. They didn't say core. In the English notes it said C skills, which is a little bit less clear. Wait, C skills. So like, yeah, are like, like the awakening skills. I don't. In Prime, are you which are like C skills? I feel like you muted me forty five seconds. Yeah, ago yeah is, is there an echo in here? What's happening, <laughs> dude? You're just iframe chasing everything I say to you, aren't you? I don't know. Maybe. Um. Uh, the only reason why it's weird is like, why in those English notes would they say C skills and not core skills, which we know what core skills are. You know what I mean? So the theory we don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's hard to C say. Skill, a new C skill would probably be fine, although I still am questioning why C skills and not BSRs. But the main thing is just not not core, not core skills. Succession classes do not need more CCs or more protections. Honestly, I don't need more anything. 
Just give them BSR so they can deal with T9s. I'm not opposed to them just getting an entirely new skill just because some of the suck kits do feel, like, not as diverse. I mean, to be honest, yeah, it like, I wouldn't mind it either considering Awakening is getting a new skill, right? So it would make sense that Awakening gets a new skill and then Succession gets a new C skill. Like, sure, fine. Like, go for it. Um, and in fact, that lines up. It might even be the same skill, right? They develop the skill for Awakening and then they convert it into a C skill for Succession. Right, so they both basically get a new skill. Like I suppose that's fine, but just not core skills, please. What keys would they do next for that though? Like it's already fucking annoying doing C W normal C. Amritat says I mean, to tell Reslar that Zerker needs a new skill when spin is on cooldown in succession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. They, but there's only two C, uh, C skills right now, right? right? So you should have one more slot with C open because you should have WC, SC, Shift C, right? Those are like the three obvious ones. So everybody should have one thing that's still open because there's you shouldn't be used having all yeah, three. Yeah, but those, right? some some classes are weird because, um, like for example, Ninja uses Moonlight on Shift C, um, Hashishin uses Descent on Shift C. Z Striker has an awakening. I believe it's an awakening skill on Shift C, or they have something on Shift C as well. I forget what now. So there's a, kind of a lot of classes that I actually love this Shift C input. It feels super natural. I just wish. Yeah, I'd be down. What, <laughs> dude? Uh, what Kuno? They would give us something so stupid. I already know it on Kuno. It wouldn't Sorry. be a pulling ability. You don't want to but make a Frosty, with those with those classes, do you also have both a WC and an SC? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's yeah. any class that has all three. Nova, Nova Succession does. They have Shift C, um, WC, and SC. To be fair, SC. that's a new class. They probably just expanded on the key. Striker has something on. Striker does have something on Shift C. I just can't remember if it's Awakening or Suck. Is there a striker out there? Where's Hunter, dude? Striker definitely has something you can use on Shift C. I forget what it is though. I think I it's something remember. that's like not in the tooltip, but you can actually it does it does it has something on Shift C. Yeah, you're right. Nova does have all three. Pro striker the, out the there. What is it? Hold on, I'm messaging Hunter right now. The forward C is the little like. It does spiral from pre awakening. Forward. There you go. Spiral cannon from pre awakening. If you press Shift C. Okay. Aha. I appreciate that, Soulhaven. Um, Did you want me to trans get that thing translated? By the way, I know it's a little late. But. No, it's fine. It's you know we got the gist of it that we're getting the loot scroll thing being mentioned is nice because man, I think a lot everybody wants that. Shit. Everybody wants that. Shit. It'll be so nice, dude. I will yeah. just grief people, and it won't feel <laughs> just bad. Just like when when people say, "Oh, I'm on loot scroll," that's nice. <laughs> Isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it Me feel too. good? Doesn't it feel good whenever the company does exactly what literally every single player wants? Don't you wish that they would do that more often? Yeah. I mean, you and I differ here, dude. I, I, Earl Abyss has never made a mistake since I've been playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad uh, you feel that way. It's how I get white knight. It's how I sleep at night, dude. Speaking of Perlibus and uh making mistakes, um something that's not on our list to talk about, but I still thought was interesting was the 
I have no idea what you would call it. The the transfer of service like notes, like Q and A mm-hmm. stuff that they've been coming out with. Yeah. Did you guys see the stuff where um they can oh, ban you for that's... spreading false information? Uh oh. also uh, about what? Did, did you not read through that? I Frosty? did. I did read through it, but I don't remember the false information. False one. information about what? There... Yeah, false spreading false information was on there. Um, also was on there was disrupting game operations, and by that they meant um, well, we don't know what they meant because it's super DDoS. fucking. No, 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 no. DDoS was under a different thing. So what they meant is that basically griefing, like if you're preventing someone from playing the game. You oh, I did banned. see a Reddit post talking about that. Yeah. But like the thing is, is like they are so incredibly vague about it that like no one like there's no way to know what the fuck they're talking about. So like if I black robe someone and go kill them while they're grinding, am I disrupting game operations? Like what are the where are the lines drawn on this? Like it's so incredibly fucking vague. There's like it's really concerning, actually. Shit, I'm gonna get banned immediately. It's gonna be nice to less creepers. Get them out. I'm going to come in there to duel for spy and people are just going to report me for fucking trying to take their spot. Because, like, I do agree that, like, like there's someone in our guild who has been getting, like, stream sniped for the past, like, month, apparently, by, like, this one dude in this, like, five-man guild. For some reason, he's just, like, obsessed with him. And uh, he's tried reporting him to uh, Kakao, and Kakao's just like, yeah, that's just the game. Gotta live with it. And uh, so, like, is that bannable? Like under the new, like under PA, like where is the line drawn? You know, there's no line, which is really concerning. It's drawn where they find it convenient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly. the concern, right? That's the concern is that for like a streamer or a partner, the line may be different from like random Joe because whenever you leave things vague like that, you leave it quote unquote up for interpretation. There's no actual solid rules that people know like, Hey, this is the line. I can't cross this line. You know what I'm saying? There's like a million issues with uh, that specific line. Very, very concerning. Tell you do it when you're a pro. So this is the, this is the RMT section on that post that you're talking about. And someone sent this to me. They pinged me. And they highlighted these two things, real money trade and warning and time-based restriction, and then said, guess they're okay with RMT. And I was like, you do realize there's a whole nother sentence underneath that that says, depending on the severity of the violation, IP and hardware restriction, content restriction, adjustment of game data retrieval may also apply. Like they like ignored that part that says, basically you could get IP banned or just permanently banned. And only saw this said, I guess they're okay with RMT with Pearl Abyss. I'm like, uh, no, that says the opposite of what you're telling me. Yeah, there's a whole list of things. Um, I highly suggest going and reading through it uh, if you haven't already. Yeah, here, I'll, is, I'll, um, uh, let me link it. I have it here. I think it's this one. Is it this page? Yeah, here it is. It's interesting. Um, some of the things in there certainly are very interesting. Can't, I just can't wait to complain about Pearl Abyss directly. Then, you know just you know going on and on about cacao not fixing the servers now i can just complain about Perlibus. it's gonna be great did you guys uh did you guys fill out that thing i sent you to what? be partners uh, uh yeah yeah i filled it out before and uh, Wait, i have not been I responded it? to dude i uh i still need to I figure I, I still need to fill it out i forgot what i was gonna say i was gonna say something oh i want to make a we should place bets i have a bet 
Okay. So you know when you open up the game, it first shows Pearl Abyss and then it says Cacao. Mm-hmm. How okay. long? It's going to be like Christmas lights on a house. How long after Christmas is over are we going to still see Cacao in the intro of the game? Oh, that's actually a good question. Because I bet they're going to forget, and it's going to be a while. No, they're not going to forget. No, there's there's I think, no I think way they'll do it immediately. I think, I, don't be... think, I think it'll be the next patch, so that, that day, I guess, when they take over. Yeah, it, is, the, is the takeover happening on a maintenance day? Probably. No, let me look it's at gonna the calendar, be, yeah. I think it's so. gonna be the maintenance after takeover. So if it's happening yeah. on a maintenance day, I'm, it's gonna be that. I'm on the There's same no. I am telling you, there is no fucking way they forget, especially after. And I, I like, I love talking about this. After Cacao put up an advertisement for Elyon on BlackDesertOnline.com and then had it taken down like three hours later, which you know for a fact that was Pearl Abyss calling them and being like, you better take that shit down right fucking now. There's no way in hell that they forget. There's no way. That was pretty shady of them to do that. It will be immediate. I feel like they're going to forget. I feel like it's going to be not. at least a week. There's no way. There's no way in hell they forget. I. The only way it's a Are week we betting an accessory? No I'll bet an ex- I'm that confident. I will bet an accessory. Wait, what do you mean we're betting accessory? Like enhancing one? Well, Reslar's gonna enhance. He's gonna enhance outlaw rings. Yep. Because <laughs> that's all he can afford. <laughs> that's what he's running, dude. For that DR, um, that hybrid build. All right, so I'll jump in on this. So what? 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 Uh. Well, now everyone's so confident. I don't feel. Con- I've lost my confidence. I'm pretty confident, dude. When it, when PA takes over, they want their shit advertised. Okay, let's change the bet. Here's one I feel more confident in. Okay. The, fr- the entire first week, Steam won't be able to log in. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably true. I can't tell that. Yeah, yeah I that's right. I'm not going to go against you on that one. That's probably true, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the fact that that's even a remote possibility is sad. Hey, man. <laughs> It's what steamies get for being steamies. Should have joined the game when it was fucking like PC only, you know? Come on. In in <laughs> fairness, Steam, I think the Steam players had a little bit less shitty time with the transfer application than the normal players or the non-steamies. I think I I I thought maybe it would have been cool before the application came out. There were some people who were hoping that they would do this, but I don't think anybody really thought that they would that they would maybe allow steam players to transfer to like the normal client with the with yeah the that's literally what's on that right now They're like yeah, i would switch like, any day but pa won't let me yeah that would have been that would have been a cool thing to have cuz i think a lot i think a lot if not that. most steam players would have done that i think they probably have a contractual agreement with steam that prevents that from being a thing you know possibly yeah who knows I mean, if I was Steam, I would definitely make that into the contracts. But uh, the last piece of small news that's not on the list that I thought we should bring up is they talked a little bit more about Crimson Desert Online and have officially announced that it is 100% not an MMO, right? I saw a Q&A with them recently that said that it is a multiplayer online game with MMO aspects. That was the most recent thing I saw. MMO aspects. But that's story-driven. I don't think it's going to be a Tip an MMO. I think it'll be like. Here's my guess. It'll feel like an MMO, but it'll be like Division, where the world is like naturally moving you in and out of places with people. 
like instances and stuff like that. Yeah, because if anyone's ever played Division, it Destiny. like seamlessly moves Destiny, you. Yeah, Destiny is a good one. Oh, does Destiny do kind of the same thing as Division? Yes. Okay, yeah. Because like literally, so for example, in Division, if I'm walking around in the open world with my, I don't know, three friends. Destiny 3 without guns. Or yep, two friends, much. whatever. I'll like go over to the mall where there's a mission. You walk down the stairs to the mall and it's instance. You're like no longer in the same world, but you have no idea. There's no load screen. There's no tick. There's no yeah, like lag, like nothing. You're just, yeah. So as long as they do that, but they did say it's a huge ass open world. So it just sounds like it's just going to be limited on how many players can be in there at a time. Kind of, at least that's how it sounds to me. So it just depends. I don't know, but huge ass open world. Dude, is this going to be the next nice cyberpunk? Is a good example as well. Dude, they said it's it. coming out this year. That's the thing that kind of blows my mind. What? Crimson? Yeah. Really? They said, I, end of, I they, said really the end of 2021. No, no way. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting to me, you guys remember that game, God, it was way back, um, called New World? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so New World, I was like reading a like one of their pressers kind of recently and they expect the game to launch in August. And I was just like, I was thinking about how crazy that is that they thought it was going to launch April, 2021. Yep. That's so insane. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, as someone who played like the new world, like, uh, beta or whatever, uh, really fun, but, hundred percent like no idea what they were thinking that it would launch that early because like there <laughs> the dude you couldn't swim swimming didn't work like how are you gonna and at that point they were still saying they were gonna release yeah, the game done. at that point they were still saying they were gonna release the game in like two months or some shit and swimming didn't work it was like what do you mean <laughs> uh Let's find, I don't know how to find the original trailer or who posted it. I'll have to. I can't. Yeah, dude, freaking new world, man. This shit's crazy. Someone said division or Riven saying that Division Two moved you from open world seamlessly into into the other areas, but Destiny made you queue into loading screens for every area. True. Uh, I guess it no. did. No, because like there were different instances between. So there were alerting screens to like go from like the hubs down to like the the world, mm -hmm. and like depending on which there were like multiple worlds, so like multiple maps. But like each <clears throat> section of the map was like uh, instanced, is my understanding of it. I didn't. There I were put that much there, time there, into there, Destiny too. There but, was a combination of those, like what you yeah. said, the 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 starting hub to a new location that was always load screen based, but. So there, there so, were some instances on the actual map itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to like put this in BDO terms, imagine if there was a, a hub in BDO, and then you chose which reason region you wanted to go to. So you would go to like fucking, uh, you'd go to Odalita, and then you're in Odalita. The entirety of Odalita is open world, and you can move between like Thornwood and Oloons freely, let's say. But between mm -hmm. Oloon and uh, Thornwood it's actually two different instances and there's a seamless transition between them. But then if you want to go to like Serendia or dragon or wherever, you have to go back to the hub and go through a loading screen again. That's, that's how that works is my understanding of it. Um, 
Yeah, just repair saying when you loaded into a planet, you had a loading screen. When you were on the planet, there was no loading screens as long as you didn't start matchmaking. And Riven said you had to load into every moon or queue into every moon. Yeah, um, to like go to means. to like go on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's how here's how Blade and Soul was. All right, let me uh, let me look here at Velia. All right, so you start in Velia. You're on a five to ten minute load screen to get into the game the very first time. Then you're in Velia. The moment you walk out of Velia to where like the fishing hotspot is, like right past that, you're in a load screen. And then when you get to Logia Farm, you're in a load screen. And then when you get to Coastal Cliff, you're in a load screen. And then if you made a mistake and didn't mean to go to Coastal Cliff and you turn around, you're in a load screen. It was fucking <laughs> awful, dude. It was goddamn awful. And Frosty, the load screens you... were so long, dude. Oh Frosty's... my god. Since we're talking about loot screens, why don't, why don't you uh, share with the class uh, anthem? Dude, do you guys want me to read the anthem news? I actually have some. There's some. <laughs> oh my no, no, God. you got it. You got to hear this. You'll like it. <laughs> All right, this happened on on February eighth. You ready? Here's some anthem yeah. news. All right, anthem news. Let's hear All right. it. <laughs> In a news article released on Bloomberg, Jason reports that Electronic Arts will hold a meeting this week to determine the fate of Anthem, according to anonymous sources. They're going to decide if they're going to keep their team of 30 or dissolve the project. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, the, but the Loot 2.0 system hasn't come out. Come on, EA. We still had hope. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's so sad, dude. I, I feel like there's some subtext here that they're not saying like there's like they want to be like EA found out that there's still 30 people working on Anthem and they're going to have a meeting to decide what, <laughs> yeah. what to do with them. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Dude, really there's sad. something so depressing about Anthem because it's like uh, occasionally I'll see in the discord like the news and it's just like they haven't released an update in like nine months, right? But then they'll have like a Halloween event that's like the same Halloween event from the first time they had a Halloween event. And I'm just like, I don't know why. There's something that just makes me sad about that, dude. Yeah, who here's... Is still, who is still playing Anthem? No one is still playing it, okay? We're all just sitting on the sideline hoping that it. But then why playable. are they having events? No, there are people. There are some people playing it. I, I don't know. There's still console people playing it, dude, too. Dude, the thing is, like, I'm really sad. I, me and Amritat the other day rewatched the trailer together, the original EA trailer. I wish that game came out, dude. That game still, four years later, in that trailer, looks insane. It looks so good. And then, like, you watch actual gameplay of Anthem, and you're like, why does it not look like this at all? Yeah, cyberpunk anyone? Oh. Well, wasn't cyberpunk actually ended up doesn't Cyberpunk's like story and gameplay is actually pretty good? It's just buggy, I thought. Uh, the issue with Cyberpunk, the main issue with Cyberpunk, like bugs aside, because like bugs are easily fixed, right? Or not easily, but like they will get fixed. The main issue with Cyberpunk is there is fucking fifty years of content that they said was going to be in the game that is not in the game. There's forty nine people watching Anthem streamers right now. Thanks for this. Forty nine total. <laughs> so like the story, <laughs> the story in Cyberpunk is really good, albeit like there are definitely some parts where you can tell that it was cut. So like the whole beginning part of the game where you like become friends with Jackie, like I feel like it's really obvious that that was cut out of the game, and originally you were supposed to play that, and instead you get like this fucking cutscene of like you becoming best friends and becoming 
like a known merc in Night City and shit. And it's like that was content that was obviously cut out of the game. But like the main issue is that like there like the railways that you see like above you in Night City, those were supposed to be functional. They're not. Uh NPCs were supposed to be like fucking Oblivion and Skyrim-esque, where like they have a full day and night cycle. They go to work, they go home, they go to sleep, etc. They don't. Like, there's a million things that they said were going to be in the game that they did not put in the game. I can't find the Twitch Bless Unleashed or Bless Online page. Where is it? Someone help yeah, me. Where's Bless? Did you, see, did you see they're coming out with a new Bless? Actually, I'm not even memeing. Here, they're coming it. out with a new Bless. Ooh, Bless. All right. Anthem, it's time to throw in the towel. Bless has eight more viewers than you. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am not even fucking joking. Uh, I forget what it's yeah, called, it's but they're called, coming out with It's a new called Bless. Bless Unleashed. It looks sick Is as fuck. Is that what it's called? It's action combat. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude. You and I are playing it. Don't stop pretending. No. Bless I am not Unleashed. Yes, you are playing it. With and me. they're coming out. Apparently, they're also coming out because we can't just let games that are dead lie. Uh, apparently they're coming out with Arcage 2, someone told me a while back. Ar- Archon Nihilus corroborates all the things you said about Cyberpunk. He said if you watch the old interviews, like everything they promised was never showed up. Die. Yeah, they, dude, there's a, there's like, players have made like lists of all the things that they have said that are going to be in Cyberpunk that are like literally nowhere to be found, or you can see shells of it, like the railway system. Like the railway system exists. But it's not something you can interact with. It is just like a, a, a visual thing for the city, basically. But that's not what they said. They said it was going to be fully functional and that players would be able to take it. And so like, there's, there's so many things like that with Cyberpunk where they promised that things are going to be in the game. They said that things are going to be in the game. They got people hyped over things that were going to be in the game, and they're not in the game. Imagine developers yeah. lying about what they're going to have in their game. Well, that's the thing, right? I feel like that's the first time that's ever happened. If this came from EA, that would be one thing, right? But the thing is, is that like CD Projekt Red was such a well like regarded and like trusted company because of Witcher Three, right? People were like, "Oh, dude, they're gonna make even if they don't make a game on the caliber of Witcher Three, they're gonna come out with like an amazing game." And instead, they come out with this an absolute cash grab, like piece of shit, fucking like lying through their teeth about what they have going on. Another thing, like. They need to just pull a No Man's Sky and shut the fuck up and get to work on the game like immediately. Yeah, Instead, no Man's they... Sky is actually pretty good from what I hear now. That's what I'm saying. That's what like No Man's Sky promised a million things, delivered on zero of them, and then put their head down and actually worked on delivering the things post-release. That is what CD Projekt Red needs to do, and instead they just keep coming out with like bullshit apologies and excuses and shit, and it just keeps digging the hole even deeper. Like, the, the lead developer guy was like, oh, yeah, we didn't know that there were all these issues with it running on old-gen consoles. And then you have devs coming out uh, to the press and being like, no, we 100% knew that there were issues with it running on old consoles. That is a lie. <laughs> yeah, Lazy Peon put up a video three weeks ago of him playing this new Bless Unleashed, and it's... um, I'm just going to skip to his pros and cons, because those are the best. Does he have pros and cons? <laughs> yeah. Okay. His cons are... I think I watched the video too. He it's... actually, from what I remember of him playing it, he actually was like pleasantly surprised with how it was like playing, but he still didn't seem like super impressed with it. All right, his cons. Dreadful. Oh, wait. His cons are dreadful console UI in the PC version. You can only 
track two quests at once, can't change attack direction with the camera, what the fuck, can't zoom in with mouse <laughs> scroll, question mark, and linear predictable average MMO. Yeah. Is there so a it seems like it seems like it's <laughs> yes, the it pro, seems like there it, are pros. Hold on, they're hard to find. It seems like it's just going to be another <laughs> fucking they're so, generic they're so small. Um, combat is greatly improved and somewhat decent. Free to play, new MMO to explore, mount collection, badass world bosses, and supports controller plus keyboard and mouse. That is a very limited. <laughs> yeah, that's a very small yeah. list. It honestly seems like it's going to be another fucking like when revolution you have to online. Say, when you have to say a pro is that the combat improved, that that's well because like that's the thing though is that whenever you compare this to like old blast, right? Like it is so much better because it's going from like a raging dumpster <laughs> fire to like a standard generic like boring MMO, but like that's a huge improvement, right? Yeah. That's sad to say, but yeah. Alright, what about uh Amortet said it's okay when Star Citizen releases, it's gonna be a better cyberpunk. Dude, yeah, when hell Star yeah. Citizen, when Star I'll Citizen waiting, releases I'll, I'll be waiting all the way till twenty forty for that. Dude, when Star Citizen releases, it's gonna be twenty seventy seven. We'll be living we'll be living the game. So what are we excited for this year? Just um are we still? Is anyone still excited for a uh, new world? Uh, I'm definitely gonna play it. It's probably not gonna be like a game that I spend a ton of time on or like leave Black Desert for. But mm. I had fun with the uh, the beta. I really did. I I enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Um. Um. I don't Lost really Ark. See a game that's like really catching my eye, yet. dude. I want to be excited for Lost Ark too, but it's been too long. It's so old now, and it's like, we're how far behind is the content going to be? Like, we're going to feel like console players do right now. Yep. No, it it's out. been way too long. It's it's been they they lost their opportunity to capitalize on hype from the West. It's been way way too long. Did Lost Ark first come out? Let's see. I think it was like 2017, wasn't it? Or like 2018? Um, Has been a while. Initial release date, so December 2018. Yeah. And then in Russia, 2019. They just they lost their they lost their opportunity. It's three and a half years old. I mean, I think people will still play it, but it's just. If they release it and it has like one third of the classes and that whole thing, like people are going to be over it pretty quick. I just don't understand. Like, do Korean game developers not realize that there's just this huge cash cow like over the fucking ocean that they can just easily tap into? Like, yeah, it's a bit of an investment cost to get like translators and all that shit. But like, I just don't understand. Like, you look at the money that Pearl Abyss makes from like the West, like EUNA and you're like, how do other game devs not look at that and go, Oh yeah, we, we really want a piece of that. It's just so confusing how, like I understand not having an EUNA at launch. Like, sure. I get that. But like, that should be one of the first fucking things that would be like on your agenda to like make a bunch of fucking money, honestly. 
You would think. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. It's weird. Well, maybe that's uh, why you're not a game developer, Riz. You know, you, you just don't make you just don't make the important decisions that these guys. Do. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm still personally holding out for Ashes of Creation. Uh, I know, like, that is, like, the most mixed, like, opinion ever. Because, like, some people are thinking that it's going to be a wild killer. Some people are thinking that it's, like, a scam and it's not actually being developed, which is a weird thing. Uh, Well, I, to be fair, that's pretty common these days. But, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I played, I got into the alpha. I told you guys I got into the alpha. Which, oh, New World? No, 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 uh, Ashes of Creation. Oh, right, right. And I enjoyed my time. Um, I think it's definitely, I want to see them, like, flush out the combat more. It was enjoyable, but a little bit shallow. I'd like to see them flush it out a little bit more. Uh, The world is pretty awesome. I don't know. I I think it's going to be a solid MMO. It's definitely... I I really don't think it's going to be like the WoW killer, right? Because I don't think anything can kill WoW at this point. Because it's just such a loyal fan base behind that game. The only thing that Um, can kill WoW is WoW itself. Pretty much, yeah. Um, But that being said, I have a feeling that it is going to be like one of the new like big MMOs. Like whenever people talk about like the big MMOs that you should go play, right? I, I think I really do believe that Ashes of Creation is gonna land itself on that list somewhere. What about Fantasy Star Online 2? You Pantheon? Didn't that game come dude. out in like 2012? What happened to Pantheon, dude? Pantheon? Is it, oh, is that that like hardcore old school MMO that's being worked on by like two people? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, that and Crowfall, right? Magic Legends MMO? Oh no. Isn't Crowfall dead? I thought Crowfall died. It might have. This list came out in December 2020, so a month two months ago. Crowfall, Crimson, Blue Oh, Blue Protocol. Problem with Blue Protocols is only PvE. Yeah. I mean that's definitely gonna be another game that people go and play for like a couple weeks, but then that's it, basically. Yeah, if you don't have player interaction to keep the competition going, people usually just get over it real soon. Lineage to be honest, the two. only the only MMOs I'm like looking forward to are fucking New World, which I don't think is going to be super successful, but it'll have mild success. Ashes of Creation, which I think will be really successful, but it's not going to be the wow killer that all the fanboys claim it's going to be. And of course, Riot Games MMO, because I think they're going to come out with something fucking awesome. Did you say Elion? No, I did not say Elyon. The more I watch Elyon combat, the more I'm like, dude, this looks like a game from 2008. I can't stand it. <laughs> Why? I mean, it doesn't have tab targeting, so it can't be. It just, I don't know, dude. It's something about it. Like, I'm probably going to play Elyon. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it the old college try. But uh, I don't know. I just I The more I look at it, the more I get not excited for it. I see. I'm going to watch a, a high level 2v2 in Elyon PvP. Let's see. See, this kind of stuff, like 2v2s in arenas, look so fun to me. Like, yeah, my only, <laughs> it's just unfortunate it's from, it does look like an older game, but it, I, it's going to have some fun for like a short time, like a month or two. 
It'll probably be like a less disappointing um, arc age. <laughs> I mean, that really is kind of a low what it looks bar like to me. right there for us to. I mean, it kind of looks like Arcage a little bit, to be honest, just without tab target. Arcage 2 could be interesting as long as it's not just a fucking shitty cash grab. Yeah. Which I have a feeling it's going to be. But if it's not, I actually think if they like took the spirit of Arcage and then just updated it, I think that it could be probably a really fun MMO to play. But I have a feeling it's just going to be another fucking cash grab. More than likely, yeah. This movement looks stale compared to BDO. Dude, BDO has the most insane movement. Like, none of these games are going to look like BDO's movement. Yeah, that's, like, that's the main it thing. It is like, kind of crazy how BDO's when I was is. watching, When I was watching, because I watched a Battleground. It was, like, a like a 15v15 Battleground or some shit like that. And I was, like, watching the combat, and it's, like, dude, like, even though it's not tab target, and I get that, and that's good, like, it's still... It still almost looks like fucking I'm watching PvP in WoW because yeah. it's just characters strafing next to each other. Yeah. It's like so infuriating. They're just like strafing next to each other and then occasionally do like a dodge or a roll or something that all has basically the same animation with slightly different particle effects. Sometimes they jump. <laughs> Sometimes they Sometimes jump. Sometimes they jump. Like, I don't know. It just It's so infuriating watching two characters like... Like, it's the fucking Civil War, just, like, staring at each other and, like, strafing back and forth. It <laughs> looks it looks fucking bad. Orphan says, imagine something like Tenon Cutter in any other game. Yeah. Dude, Tenon like, just think of Succession Ninja's movement and try to imagine it in this game. Fucking hell. Or Hashishin movement. Or hash movement. Yeah, it's just... It's crazy. It does seem old. This does look like a classic PC game. <laughs> it does, dude. It That's does. what I'm saying. Like, the more I watch it... Like, whenever you sell me Elyon, like, you're just telling me about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. It, like, I can get mildly hyped about that. But then I go and watch gameplay of it, and I'm like, Ugh, oh, man. There we go. We got We got 1v1. Watching a, a 1v1 video. This is an assassin versus a mystic. They're, they're doing Civil War stuff right now. Side by side. There's some mushrooms on the ground. It's This guy plays with such high brightness I can't see. I don't know. There's some cool... It, it has some cool stuff to it. It actually does look kind of cool. It does. And some of the yeah. skills are really cool. And they seem really fun. But... I bet the PvE is pretty fun. Like, like I said, I, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try <laughs> it out. But I am not... My expectations for that game are e extremely low. Jax is saying that the UI looks really bad. It, Dude, the UI looks horrendous. <laughs> it looks so bad. I was watching uh, What the Fuck Blue streams, uh, Elian. And, dude, like, there is just... It looks like minority report like there is just text all over the screen everywhere at all times like 50 million chat chat boxes i don't know and we're a little spoiled by uh by video i mean that can be fixed as long as you're able to customize your ui right yeah 
The issue is, is a lot of these Eastern MMOs don't allow you to customize your UI very much for some reason. Probably because they're supposed to be console games that they just ported over to fucking PC. Yeah, I don't know. I There's not... I, I think there were a lot of things to get excited about in, like, 2019, but most of those are, like, dead. And, like, the new things that have come up are, like, not exactly particularly exciting. Like, remember when people were hyped for, like, Chronicles of Illyria, Crowfall, Ashes of Creation? Now it's, like, Chronicles of Illyria was a scam. Crowfall is, like, pretty much dead. Like, Ashes of Creation still being developed, but, like, the more people see it, the more people are not getting hyped for it. Uh, and then these new games are coming out. Arc Age 2, probably a cash grab. Elyon looks like from 2010. Like, there's there's just not too much to get excited about right now. New World. Fucking disaster. <laughs> All around. Yeah. The MMO world. I think be. Riot's going to save us. I think Riot's going to save us. Dude, that game also is going to be like 10 years from now. They haven't even yeah, started. Yeah, it's going to save us. I just, I don't know. I'm going to be playing a brand new MMO when I'm 45. <laughs> That's when Star Citizens will be out. Perfect. Dude, Star, <laughs> yeah. Star, Star Citizen will be out whenever you retire. <laughs> I'm going to have to choose between Star Citizen and, and the League of Legends MMO in 15 years. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, should we get to comments? Yeah, let's get to comments. We, we do want to mention, next, next, this is episode 99 that we're recording right now. Yeah. Holy shit. Which means next week is episode 100. 100. We're in triple digits next week. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, we can have enough time for a uh, surprise? Hopefully. Don't talk. Don't shush. I just said surprise. I didn't give any details. You shush, you. Well, the problem Quiet. is now is if we run out of time and don't get it done in time, now it's just disappointment. Thanks, Nayashi. Yeah, good job, Nayashi. Well, typical Mewa. Nothing but disappointment. Uh, all right, so for those who do not know, every time we do a podcast, we um, we read the comments on the YouTube video from the, the previous week. It's been two weeks, so it's been a little while. So we have kind of a lot of comments. So if you want to comment or be a part of the show in any way, make sure you uh, leave a comment on the YouTube video and we will read it aloud. Um, so Ram Boner says, I could listen to Frosty's voice all day. Appropriate name. That, that name. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Angel says, two minutes into the show and Rezzler's new mic is making me feel things. Leaf Son says, Probably I love... Probably rage. <laughs> Leaf Son says... I love the idea of expanding Hadoom. Please keep adding mini games and stuff to the new spots. I'm looking forward to seeing how Hadoom progresses. Yeah, I hope they keep doing that too. I I I dream of a day where we have Hadoom Valencia spots. That would actually be pretty badass. I miss Gahas. Hadoom history, dude. Hadoom Gahas, man. Hadoom Gahas would be pretty fucking fun. It'd be Dude, it, make make grinding the fucking compass and map actually worth. You can go grind for those pieces on Hadoom for like True. actually good money. True. Maybe increase the drop chance, please. What do you think is going to happen first? Hadoom Valencia or enough nerf to suck wizard? Hadoom Valencia. Valencia. <laughs> Grim says, I think 
I think having the participation being capped at 50 and leaving the total number of members at 100 would be better as it allows you to miss a node war without letting your guild down. Which is true. Nope. Wait, what? Guilds. Say that again? Sorry? But they were talking about the... Uh, where we're discussing, like, guilds should probably yeah, guilds, only have 50 members. Like, only allowing at most at any node war or siege 50 people participate in war, but your guild could still have 100 people. He's saying that would be better, so that way, like... If you can't make a war, you don't necessarily let your guild down. Oh, my yeah, only yeah. my only problem with that idea is people join a guild so that they can participate in these kinds of events, typically. Um, unless they're joining a retirement guild for the sole purpose of just doing whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're trying to join like a siege guild, your intention is to, you know, do the node wars and sieges. At least that's the but, idea. Well, yeah, so they you join do... one that doesn't have 100 people. Yeah, that's A. And then B is that if they made this change, they could do well, I'm something... Just, I'm just pointing out how allowing 100 people in the guild would just kind of be pointless still if all you're going to allow is 50, because then you just have 50 people sitting in there that are looking to retire, essentially. No, in a siege guild, be... which doesn't promote more PvP. No, 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 no. You are 100% wrong. Dude, there are so many people in Bloodthirst that can come to literally zero wars a week but actually hang out in Discord and do other events with the community whenever they're actually available to. Like, you yeah, are 100% wrong about you that. You don't need a guild for that. You can party up. You can raid or do a... Uh, no, but they want to be in the platoon. guild. They want to be part of the community. Yeah. There's, like, a big part of, like, belonging that they want to have with their friends. Guild chat's nice, too. I yeah. mean, I, I, I jump into other fucking guilds' discords all the time. And yeah, like, but it's different. You know, you're a guest, and and we put a clock on you when you jump in our. We put a clock on me. <laughs> like, all right, he has literally five more minutes of this before I kick him out. But like, what what they could also do, like, even if that was the case, if you wanted to like participate in Node Wars, but like you like that you join a guild that already has like 50 people that they bring to wars or whatever. Like, yeah, they can come, they can come remember, out with some remember system. Remember the spirit of why. Can we... you let me talk, Nayashi? Fuck. Never. They can come out with some system similar to what they talked about doing with the region versus region, where like you can help the war effort in some other way by like life skilling or something. Like they talked about that with the region versus region that like life skill guilds would be able to help by like providing resources <laughs> or some shit. Uh, Pepe Kex says you're really Lamau. stretching for this. I don't want to get. You I don't know the, the, the whole spirit. The whole spirit of why we were discussing this in the beginning is so that we had more guilds participating in node wars and sieges yeah but the reason that you'd allow but up to 100 people most probably wouldn't even have 100 people but you'd allow up to 100 people so people don't feel like they're forced out of the guild or the communities that they love because of the node war caps that was yeah, kind of the exactly. premise behind it and and this would also prevent you from being screwed from wanting people to stay in your guild and in your community but can't attend node wars you don't miss out on people not being able to go to wars, so you have less than 50 people. It also is a huge like stress or weight off the leadership's back to know that you have 15, 20 extra people to participate in wars in case your main people can't go. That's, That's another a fair thing. Point. Like having That's a, a roster point, but... with a backup is kind of nice. Because you know for a fact that most guilds would probably sit at fucking like 60 or 70 members. Like there would not be a lot of guilds at 100 members. Yeah. 
All right, Matt Pam like, says, "What? Go ahead." Well, no, I was just gonna say I, I would be surprised if even siege guilds were at a full one hundred. Like even they would probably cut down. In all honesty, it's not shitty for the backups. Riven, like, have you ever joined a guild that only participates in thirty mans or forty mans? Like, generally, people can't go every day, so the backups are like almost always able to war anyway. Like, there's so many times no one has. Like on a hundred man attendance or sixty five man like node war guild, you never have a hundred percent attendance. It's so hard to have a hundred percent attendance that like you're always gonna be like, hey, we're scheduled Tuesday and Thursday for wars. It's a fifty man. We have eighty dude. Even in apocalypse, we have a hundred people in our guild. We go to a fifty man and people can't show up. So the other I people mean, we get still to go. have the merc system too. Like we never have an issue where people can't show up. All right, Lorenz, your attendance has been really bad. Yes, guilds cap 65 all the time, but the same person does not go to 100% of 65-man wars. They just don't. So they would go to a different guild. Like, that's the thing. Riven, you would go to a different guild. If you're in a guild where you can't ever participate in war, you just go to a different guild. <laughs> like, like that's just how it is. And it's if not you want that, a war, It's then, not yeah. that bad. Yeah, you would just go to a different guild. The whole point would be to get more guilds warring instead of just one guild. Um, okay, so Esmeral or no Matt fan, Matt fan says, "Damn dog, can you get less immature co-hosts with better insight input?" And then he does an emote with a question mark. Says, "Feels like I'm listening to a podcast with a smart fella and who started a podcast with people who he can't tell to go away." <laughs> I asked him to elaborate on that. Did they ever? I think he was pretty clear. Uh, Nayashi. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I, was I was wondering when you were going to mature up, you know? like. Oh, dude. Um, Ishmael Cortez says the 150 HP for accessory is on Codex. Uh, odds are seems like an add-on, like you said, for yellow accessories. Serap neck, 200 HP, lol. Yeah, make Serap's neck best in slot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Queso81 says, if the indicators do come out, people will start to see the lingering more effectively. Every noob tends to not linger and spam protected skills, resulting in gaps with cooldowns. If you time them, you'll notice SA rotations are endless. Just a theory. Commented this before seeing that it blinks. Um, yeah, do, luckily it doesn't blink. Now, after you saw that it blinks, now it doesn't actually blink. So it is easy to see when the lingers are. And yeah, for sure. It's going to help people that are like, not understanding how to do a skill rotation and stay relatively safe. So it may make life harder on Maywas, basically. <laughs> uh, Real BBX says, what about this? If introducing 50-man guilds, just introduce an actual guild alliance system in the game so that 100-man community guilds can stay existent in the alliance while everyone who wants to node war in GVG now has to adapt to the shuffle or reshuffle of guilds. Alliances uh, would have its own chat a list in the guild window with all the guilds and players in it, maybe add alliance missions like guild missions and alliance boss summons. There's so much one could do to fuel community instead of breaking it apart by reducing guild size. Yeah, I mean, it aren't, I feel like that's the exact alliance system we have right now. But without the guild caps. Except I guess there's no guild alliance bosses. Uh, happy Fofa or Pofa says, and again, triple stun from the Mystic. True. Queso81 says, I'm going to laugh so hard knowing Reslar will fail his enhancement. 
Uh, oh man. I'm set on the idea that some accounts are still luckier than some others. Cough Frosty. Edit totally commented this before finding out the result. I have his same luck. I know his feeling. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, me and Ayashi went for something that was like a 50 or 30% chance or whatever. And Ayashi, Yeah, or, and I, I, I spent like a third of my assets in order to barely recover and gain out of it. I profited for sure, but it was it was close. We'll just put imagine it that profiting, dude. But I spent a third of my my assets, dude. I, I, for, I, I honestly, wasn't even willing to spend a fourth, and then I ended up spending a third. I forgot that that even happened, and now I'm sad all over again. Yeah. <laughs> you had repressed memories, and now they're now they're up again. What are you What are you still working on? The gloves? Yeah, dude. These gloves are like absolutely destroying my will to live I, it's such a pain this is why you retreated to another game yeah orokami says i'm sorry i died laughing when frosty dipped out for the restroom as soon as they popped buffs lol <laughs> oh yeah for our Taros grind last week we did we popped everything and i was like shit i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> Uh, Anonymous Gamer says, as far as Node War Siege, they need to bring back Damage Split. It weakens the giant AoE classes, but keeps everyone relevant. 1v1s, removing Damage Split was the worst change ever in BDO. Or make Voltaic Pulse a cone, or further away from you, or further away you are from Wizwitch, the less damage you take, and only a small area around them is full damage. Also, how about Arsha server be the PvE only server minus drop buff, and every other server is PvP free, and get rid of Karma altogether? All right, so he, he worded that, that he worded that weirdly. I think what he meant to say was, "How about only one PVE server protects everyone and make every other server Arsha?" I think that's what he meant to say. I'm pretty sure that's what think, how what he yeah. meant to actually say, instead of how we have it now, where it's one PVP server and the rest have Karma. No, there definitely needs to be like a middle ground. Yeah, just make like, like channel six on every channel in Arsha. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, even I, without I think, the drop buff, just make it. I think PvP. having, I think having more Arsha channels would go a long way. And I, I still really do think they should have at least one channel, like one normal channel, if not like maybe like two or three, where just PvP is disabled entirely for the people that absolutely cannot stand PvP at all. I, that, I think oh, that yeah. would help a lot. Can you PvP yeah, but that's not a normal channel that like you can swap to unless you're a new or returning player. Well, just you know, like. Also, yeah. wait, no, you can. <laughs> we don't want PvP. you in the game anyways. Just go. AFK you can for PvP on Olvia. You can PvP on Olvia, one hundred percent. Can't you? I don't know. I've never been. I'm on Olvia. pretty confident you can on Olvia. Yeah. Yeah. Can't you, you? Yeah, you can PvP on Olvia. Oh. Okay. Oh, you can't wait. No, no, you can't. They remove PvP. I think you can still GVG though. You just can't flag. Is that what it is? I think that's probably what it is then. Oh, okay. I, I thought I remember someone saying you can't PvP. Yeah, I think they removed it because there used to be um. Yeah, I'm people. So, someone else. Said I'm I'm laughing because Bear said, "Reslar sounds like he changed his mic. He turned into Res Chad." <laughs> Res Chad. <laughs> but like, I I think like if they don't want to change the karma system that's fine like at the end of the day you're not going to make anyone happy with the karma system there's I always mean, going to be someone upset right so i think the best thing that they could do is come out with more arsha channels and come out with one or a few channels where like there's no pvp allowed whatsoever no guild wars no flagging no anything so that way everybody can have their server that they enjoy you know what i'm saying on these 
multiple Arsha channels, are they all drop rate buff or is, is that unique just to the one server? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think know. they'd have to remove the drop rate buff then if they're going to make... Yeah, because if they just made every channel 6 a PvP channel with no drop rate buff, but Arsha stayed unique and still had its drop rate buff, that would be kind of cool. I think that would be cool. The other question is, if you get a drop rate buff for being on Arsha, the server where Karma is non-existent, should there be some sort of reduction for being on a server where there's no threat of PvP whatsoever? I think, if anything, you should have like a 50-50 chance when you log in to get banned. <laughs> no, I, that, I that, think that, if, particular, that particular server has a, a very high chance that you just randomly DC mid-pack. See, I agree. I agree with uh, Jax in chat. I, I think if you added multiple Arsha servers, you would actually need to take away the drop buff because... From all of them or just from the... just. Or you mean just no. from the new ones? No, 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 from all of them. Because like a big point of why there's a drop buff on Arsha is because it's so highly contested. If you're adding more channels, you're decontesting the area. Why is there still a drop rate buff on that channel? It's to create incentive to go there and PvP. Yeah, because there's only one channel of it right now. But um, you know what they really should do? They should just make it so that all HP pots are disabled on the on a particular uh, PvP channel, and the only way to gain health is to fight someone and kill them, and it gives you full HP. That so, sounds like it's just going to be filled with Zerkers and Guardians and Warriors. Probably. Um, Unsheathed says, Frosty grind Tauros with Awakening more SA keep you from getting stunned than than Reslar can't give you shit. Yeah, I could. I'm I'm still bad at awakening, so it would have been probably just as bad. Um, <laughs> Hammer Tess, Hammer Tess is telling Nayashi they need to <laughs> disable your V bug and escape escape. I like that it's Nayashi's V bug. Wait, what? Why did? Why is he saying that about? I don't know. I guess you V bug and kill people because you're toxic. Did I V-bug him? Probably, yeah. I think I you V-bug everybody. Mean, I haven't really fought him except in that one time Bears, over at the beach, and then I haven't... The only other time has been in BA. Bear's corroborating. He him. says you, you're the only one that uses it. You V-bugged Bear, too. Nah, she's an exploiter yep. again. Let me fall, pull up the new policy on uh, Pearl Abyss, see if that's bannable. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I did it to Bear because he, he just... He gets so fucking upset. <laughs> so it's kind of worth it. It's worth the risk of getting banned just to make sure that uh, he's just having a rough time. <laughs> True. That does make it worth. Uh, Kenichi Sai says, Pog, Reslar, finally going Taros. Was that your first time in Taros? No, I had been grinding before that. I'd done like 15 or 20 hours or something at that point. Yeah, I think he did say he did it before. I just never done that rotation before. That was a weird rotation. God, I wish I could... Queso81 says, God, I wish I could gossip when Resler comments on the elitist irrelevant shit attitude. I don't know what that's in reference to. Uh, I wish I could comment on the elitist attitude. What is this? Not too sure. 
I'm not sure. Not I remember sure what he's talking. To... There was a comment the we- the week before last where someone was saying that like we should stop talking about No War and Siege because it's irrelevant content that no one participates in and yada yada yada. Oh, and I basically, I got annoyed because it was a like lot of people participating. I was like, this. you might not care about it, but we do. That's why we talk about it so much. Like, chill. I don't even, I mean, we don't talk about Node War that much. I mean, in the grand scheme of the podcast, like, Node no, War comes up every few podcasts. Hey, look at this loser. The only time really is when there's some sort of changes happening. Yeah, look at this right loser just standing here in Velia doing nothing. Get away Fucking from me. loser. Get away from me, dude. Learn your evasion combo. Uh, Northwest Rider <laughs> says, I would love to get back into Node Wars and GVG, but a returning player, I feel so underpowered in most fights. Which sucks, they need to do something about the node wars. I'm looking at the map and seeing the guilds that used uh, to sieges on T1 nodes. Like seriously, how can newer returning guilds get into node wars when there's super geared people on T1 nodes, let alone T2 and 3? Well, tier 1 is capped. Yeah, tier 1 is capped. Tier, tier the, 1 has gear caps. So while they're more organized if they're experienced people, but they don't hit you harder. I don't know if you guys uh, have been paying attention to the T1 drama that's been going on over the last like month or two. They don't have drama. But, T1 is drama free, and everyone works together. Yeah, no. Uh, so war, war. What? What's their name? War. Your optimism war. proxy. What's what's war the what's the torn? Yes, torn. Thank you. War torn and stray have basically been having like this big drama fight. Um, this happened, I think like a month ago at this point, but I just learned about it like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been hilarious watching them. Basically it's it, all of the strats on T1 to like get around, like there being caps, how to like more buff your guild and your Nodor is coming out because these two guilds basically just keep ratting on each other and like <laughs> accusing each other of like doing various things. Like, oh, you guys are uh, you guys are bringing uh, like twenty people every war just to repair the fort that aren't actually signed up. So, like, whenever your your uh, main fight, uh, your main offense is fighting, you have people still repairing your fort. It's like, oh, well, you guys bring people with DP sets just to soak up damage and cause split damage numbers and like all this. That <laughs> wait, is that repair man. thing? Is that repair thing a, a thing? Apparently, it is. Fax, yeah. get on that. Organize it. <laughs> Rematch us, Vertex. We've got repairers. Did you guys get dumpstered? <laughs> uh, no, we actually fought, we did pretty well. We 1v1 them on Thursday. There's much stronger guild, uh, in my opinion, than us. And they ha- also have a better composition since they're mostly was Witch. But um, no, we fought them. We 1v1 them in it. It was an hour and 15 minute war. So it wasn't, I mean, we lost. I don't know if dumpstered's the right word. So yeah, there's there's all these uh, accusations and and claims of ratting coming out between these two guilds. So well, it's very exciting. enlightening. It's very enlightening for everyone else on the T1 scene that's been wondering like, why do these guilds feel so much powerful than everyone else on T1s where it should be capped and there should be no difference? And then everyone's starting to realize why. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, they're a bunch of little cheating bastards. I don't know. According to someone in one of those guilds on Reddit. Um, the T1 is drama free and that's where everyone just has the most fun and guilds get along and there's no politics and it's actually super pleasant and nice and the most fun community thing in the whole game. So, Oh, and apparently now there's two T1 discords, which is interesting. <sighs> that's good. Probably, probably a joint effort. 
sounds like to me. <laughs> uh, Northwest Rider says, or no, no, uh, Flexbus Finley says, the Awaken hash at Hadoom Orc actually used yellow loot scroll plus aggress for the 18k an hour. Yeah. No, I know he did, yeah. It says it in his thing. Uh, I also think that because he recorded it, like, so they have these lights. There's some weird um, mechanic there, and I, I'm only guessing based on what I've seen and heard, but it looks like when you have all five lights like activated when you're grinding in the spot and the lights are like hovering around, it it debuffs the mobs in some way that makes them die fairly quickly. And when the buffs are not up, then um, it's they're a little bit more difficult. So in that three minute video, like these buffs were up. So it's, I don't know. The guy's video is a bad one to reference for how good the spot is. But that having been said, basically every Korean that streams grinding in Hadoom is almost exclusively grinding the Red Orc camp. So I think the other spots probably need to be buffed and or that one nerfed, but I'm pretty sure the other ones need to be buffed. The density or like the pulling capabilities? Um, no, I think the density and stuff's good. It's just the 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 loot isn't oh. as worth as people would hope. I think the spots are considered like decent, but Red Orc is the only one that's like as good or better than Starzen and Sakraya. Gotcha. Um, Musasin says no, just no. Musasin or Musak. <laughs> Musa <laughs> does, <laughs> Musa does not need a grab. Oh, here we go again, uh, Musasin. He says, Awaken Musa needs to have the accuracy modifiers of some of its Awaken skills tweaked a bit. If Guardian can have an all accuracy rate 12% for 10 seconds on foretold encounter skill that has a four second cooldown time, then they should add that to one of Awaken Musa's skills so it can't be applied to pre-awakened skills. Oh my, it's, okay. Suck Musa does not need a damage increase, maybe for PVE. I don't understand why they let certain classes just outdo others in PVE for Suck Musa. I prefer if they give us back all the resource drain. That shit made no sense to remove it. Do you agree with that, Nayashi? I mean, it is kind of weird that they took it away, but I understand why. Because yeah, I'll with the, tell you with what, the range they... hits of blooming and succession, it would actually act as its own version of a CC on a group of players. Like mm -hmm. I've seen people do it, and it's kind of silly. And you can use it more than once, which is what was so insane. Dude. Yeah. yeah. The yep. reason so, why they removed it is because it's not I, fun, my I think, guy. <laughs> I think they should. I think they should put it back on the main version of the skill. But when you have when you use the buff and absorb the buff to actually use it again, it should not have it. So if you use it vanilla, maybe no. sure. But if you use it multiple times, probably not. Hammer tat resource draining. Resource draining should just not be a thing because it's just it's not fun. The way Mewa has it set up right now is fine, but Mewa can't use the skill over and over and over again multiple times, so it's like not that big of a and, deal. And honestly, I could maybe on a hand count the amount of times that the uh, resource drain has actually <laughs> allowed me to win a fight. To be honest, like well, that's that's because you don't you can't see the resource. There's I can count. I cannot count the amount of times that I was permanently CC'd in a fight with you specifically because I had no resource and had to wait for cooldown, but you didn't realize mm -hmm. that that's what I was waiting for because I was S-blocking. Yep. That Same. I literally couldn't use an ability and was just stuck walking backwards after I got out of a combo or just the random blue hit me. And you're just waiting for your fucking uh, your yeah. mana pot to come off cooldown. You're just like, please, 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 please. I think the thing is because you guys can't see their resource, so it's hard to tell if you're able to actually like capitalize on it or not. 
Because, well, yeah, it actually I mean, happens to me a lot when I'm fighting Mooses and Maywas, where I'm like, I literally can't use abilities and just some S-blocking hoping to God they don't know. Well, even even still, like, usually we kind of, like, blow our load when they're with our CCs, honestly, in a lot of those cases. Yeah. Um, especially after we just do a full combo, too. And then on top of that, typically grabs don't have a resource cost at all. So if we try to go in and be super aggressive right off the bat after we just full comboed you, there's a likelihood that we'll just get fucking grabbed. Debye has a three second cooldown. Uh, it does, but it does require a lot of positioning, and S blocking will help you easily dodge that. Is, no, that is not easy to dodge uh, Dragon Bite with no abilities and only S block. Not but against a player use, that knows what they're doing. I do doing. use my uh, D Bite in combo. So, um, like right after. So, usually that's enough time for you to actually get your WP or energy pot or whatever. Dude, here's the thing with the infinite pot, too, especially if people have the, the fairy. That The cooldown is six seconds, not five. So it's actually like a decent amount of time depending on when you use Blooming. I actually, I, I really think like if, if you were able to see like a, a video of both sides that there's definitely cases where it's like, damn, I didn't know that they couldn't do anything right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm not denying that there's not the possibility. I'm just saying like, from my point of view, from the times that I've like comboed, usually people just get up and grab me if I try to go, you know, a little bit too aggressive and... Like, if my combo did not kill them and they're able to get up and walk away or whatever, if I just try to get like go full ham and just try to finish the job, that's when I get grabbed. All right. Like, so, Musassin's closing line is All in all, Awaken Musa needs something. If Warrior can get slight rework, so can Musa. And Suck Musa needs love and PvE development or department. Actually, all classes should be able to do 6k trash at Star's End or the same amount for any grind zone. All right. Um, Six Sun says, I really do agree with the movement thing. I actually find a lot of different classes movement combos fun to practice. I, like I circle around Veli on my Awakening Ninja all and just practice it for no reason, even when I'm, I only main warrior and will never reroll. Same for Zerk too. I love the headbutt, stomp, sidestep movement combo and just circle around town with that. Is the movement combo fun on Zerk, Res? Uh, yeah. It's mildly enjoyable. It's it's engaging enough to not feel like brain dead, but it's not so difficult that it feels uh, tedious. Nice. It like hits right in that nice little middle area. Um, King Pessimist links a video. I'll I'll look at that after and reply to your comment. But he's asking if it's a desync or an actual gap. I don't know the difference. Um, Paul Pulp says, Hey, I'm a new player and I was in a T1 node war you guys mentioned where it was 4v1 against digital. It was my first node war and I really wondered if it was normal to run into a base and die on repeat for two hours. What's the next best class to play for large scale besides which wizard and still feel impactful? Guardian. It is definitely normal to run into a base and die on repeat in node wars. Um, yeah, especially when you're fighting digital who is on a 30-man node, bringing somewhere between 20 to 25 succession wizards. So Digital was in a T1 war? Yep. And they were actually, like, hard to kill? Yep. You want the caps, huh? Well, the thing is, is PA works on T1s. Well, yeah, but it works for everybody on T1s, right? It works for everybody, but not everyone has 20 to 25 succession wizards. Dude, you gotta start enforcing it. 
<laughs> Casual guild, my guy. That's why <laughs> we don't do that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin says, buff Nova's... Oh, wait, wait. He said, what's the next best class uh, to play for large scale besides which wizard and still feel impactful? Awaken Guardian or Succession Valk, probably. Yeah, those two both feel good. Um, yeah. Those two feel probably feel the most impactful. Uh, Martin says, buff Nova's passive, Cold Dark Star, to allow her to remove all DP buffs from skill add-ons, um, skill slash add-ons with the exception of ZE buffs, which gives plus DP that have some class, or that some classes have. That way it'll make her stand out more as a class, because currently there are too many loopholes with that DP buffs Nova's, Nova's can or cannot remove. I believe this is the better alternative to just changing her damage number on skills. Um... I don't know. It's it's uh I don't know if that would really help her more than just like that would just be annoying for like her like people against every other class that's not Nova. I don't know. Yeah, I it sh probably should remove add-ons. I don't know why it doesn't remove add-ons to be honest. But some of the buffs like the Sork one if the Nova debuff remover or buff remover could remove like Sork shift Q like they don't get it again for five minutes, so that would actually be awful. So I, I had know. a uh, I had a thought a while back uh, with Nova. I think it was sometime last week about you know how they can remove buffs off of other people, right? Mm -hmm. What if for Succession Nova they had some way of removing like debuffs? So like if you get slowed, you have some way of like cleansing it. Her e -buff. essentially. Her e-buff does that. Her class buff. I know. It? I I think it does, but like I'm saying like a normal skill that's not on a fucking three or five minute cooldown, whatever it is. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. Like something that is unprotected, no CC, it's just like a buff, like a fucking Valk, like Elyon, whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just a it's just a buff skill. So it's like if you manage to like have a second to like breathe and you can recognize that and you can safely do it. It's just like a short like half second or full second animation that like cleanses like slows off of you or something what like that. What would the cooldown be? Probably like I don't know, like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Yeah, I could see something like that, like tranquility, the mystic thing, but have it do that. I mean, the other thing that would be kind of interesting is if the debuff remover, like this guy was talking about, it, I do think it should also remove skill add-ons and basic DP buffs. Probably the super long ones it shouldn't remove because it kind of like, I don't know, it's a, it's odd to me that a Nova would be able to remove a Sork's DP buff for the next five minutes of a node war, even if they never see that Sork again. But some other, like the shorter debuffs I get, but it would be kind of interesting if when you removed a debuff, on Nova from someone if Nova gained it as a buff and it actually stacked. Like if you were a Nova, right, and you just have your like plus 50 DP buff on your bar and you hit a warrior with cold dark star and you had, it took away like their two DP buffs and an AP buff and Nova just gained it for the next 10 seconds would actually be super interesting. But too complicated, so it would never happen. Um, John says, "Oh wait, no, Abrax." You know how busted that would be, though. Like, <laughs> it would be so would strong, dude. That would be actually fucking insane. What if, 
so what if similar idea this cleanse ability that i'm talking about what if whenever they do it there's like an aoe damage around them and if you get hit by it it actually transfers the debuff to you oh yeah like you're like a, like i can absorb all the slow stacking and then I, I would go just, in the pre-awakening block yeah i would just follow amortat's guardian around as he's getting slow stacked by wizards and just take it all from him yeah <laughs> that'd be nice Interesting mechanic, probably too busted to actually be implemented. Maximum Effort says, I don't know about Suck Nova, as I'm not interested at her, and I see most people want that spec to be strong, but I think you all overlook Awakening Nova. The bond, With the Bond upgraded Awaken skills, Nova got on her shift queue, stiffen on good hit. It's on all hits, not only the first hit. Nihilus, can you confirm or deny if that's true? It's super armor. Has a big AoE and can be mouse control moved. Basically, it's another shield throw. Uh, on top of that... <laughs> Alright, Nihilus, calm down. Alright, this is I'm quoting Nihilus here. Oh man. Nihilus says, No, it's not, you dumb motherfucker, ban him. End quote. <laughs> That's a quote from Nihilus. Those are not my words. Uh he also says <laughs> Um, on top of that combo. On top of that, a combo that gives you 40 on guard bar has been discovered. Throw two balls, shift plus Q, sidestep, shift L and B, consume balls. You pretty much get a full bar in 30 seconds. So in large scale, Weird. you basically start with Vanguard up super easy and not that hard to have it up for every uh, every other fight in 1v1. With the Throw speed of the balls, character... Consume two balls. <laughs> with the speed of the character plus that you are able to cancel every single unsafe CC to to a dash, having a plethora of different CCs, freeze, grab, floating, stun, knockdown, stiffen, and gravity pull gives a pretty decent character, better than people give it credit. The top of the cherry will be a patch when they will be able to upgrade six skills from any form we want to, not as it's the moment three pre-awaken, three awaken, and at this moment, awaken Nova can get full buffs, debuffs on her awaken kit, she'll be complete. He's talking about the skill add-ons. Add-ons, yeah. yeah. Well, they're in now. So, let us know your thoughts yeah, we, on that. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, did we? Uh, Well, I mean, we no, talked we, about it when it originally was implemented. Or, uh, yeah. In Global Labs, at least. Did you guys change yours? I, I tested Kuno immediately and then swapped back to Succession. I did the same on my Trial of Maywa, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I realize I, I still don't like Awakening right now. <laughs> yeah. Having I mean, Awakening, six... don't get me wrong. There's, there's Awakening's quote-unquote fine and like large-scale and whatnot. 1v1 it does well too, but it just I don't know. I don't like it as much anymore. Maybe I grew out of it. Yeah. I think um dude, I was <laughs> I was watching a uh, well, hold on, let me talk about the add-ons thing real quick cuz uh, there's a few classes like Rage was telling me that when he's grinding in awakening or pl or PVPing in awakening, I think he said he uses 5 awakening add-ons on his striker and only one pre-awaken if I have that correct. And I think on Kuno, you probably would have four or five if you grind on Awakening. Um, and then a lot of them are super interchangeable. Like, the other thing yeah. that people kind of forget is, like, Sork, like Bear was pointing out for Sork, that he's actually taking some off of Awakening to put more on pre-Awakening, because it goes both ways. So, it, it's, it, it's a really cool change. I, I like the change so much. I just wish they would also allow us to put add-ons on Rebombs. Yeah. Oh, it'd be I so mean, nice, dude. I don't use my rebounds for combo, so it's not a big deal for me. But yeah, some classes do. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like when I was imagining using Mewa Awakening 
the uh the combos i would see like i would definitely use probably five i was leaning more towards the five awakening add-ons and only one pre-awakening just because like there's a lot of situations where when you're comboing and awakening that you could use multiple different versions of a combo so you don't have all the damage output potential in those various different versions of the combo then you just those particular combos just feel weaker for obvious reasons so having the five is nice i wanted to ask you nashi how how often do you use mouse movement in your pvp mm. with succession not as much with awakening a lot more um i mostly use it for like red moon turning right now to turn the frontal guard when i can Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much the extent of its usage in uh, succession for awakening. I use it for the red moon as well as pedal drill and pedal bloom, moonlight dash. Because I could start off the animation one way, but I can mouse move to turn it to help chip damage people. Because sometimes they they see me charging up the skill and then they try to get behind me or whatever. Um, I was watching. You this- can also use it on frost pillar and tip of the iceberg as well to help you maintain frontal guards or throw your damage backwards. I was watching this Mewa PvP in the King of the Hill thing. He has like a highlight video and he was in the King of the Hill arena. He was mouse moving everything the entire yeah. time. Like nonstop. Yeah. Like like every every 10 seconds he used control to click his mouse 7 to 10 times. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I was like, dude, Nashi doesn't I probably do this know anymore. which one you're you're talking about too. Nashi's retired. He would never do this. <laughs> I, mean, I was watching that and I, I was like I was what dude I was watching I was like this is why Nashi doesn't play Awaken Mayo anymore it's too no, hard it, you're probably looking at hold on I probably <sighs> I forget the it. guy's name someone shared it with me so I'd have to like dig but it it was actually it's really cool to see probably this dude Because he his montage his recent one was him in the one v one arena. Are you sh- where'd you share it? Oh, this guy. Oh, I think this is the one. Yeah. Let me see. Dude, it it was it was pretty cool to see like the way he did it. He was super good at it. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, the, all those things you can definitely do. It's just like for originally before all the recent changes, mind you. Um, and by recent, I mean like the last year all the changes that they did to like awakening to try to beef it up. You wouldn't want to use a lot of the mouse movement that you do now because pedal bloom and moonlight dash weren't protected back then. Um, Frost pillar and tip of the iceberg were pretty much garbage damage. And the only thing you could really rely on was sticky snowflake and um, uh, cloud stab at that point in time. But now things have changed and a lot of your damage is coming from the skills that are actually protected now, like Frost Pillar, Tip of the Iceberg, Petal Bloom, and Moonlight Dash. So all those are actual viable ones that you would want to mouse move. This guy makes Maywa look so fun. What yeah. server what server is this? Uh SEA, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. SEA or SA or one of the two. EU. People are saying he's from EU. Oh. Um I'm maybe I'm getting him confused with the guy in Spain. I mean he's in my Discord and talked with him a few times. He's a very talented. He does well. really well on Awakening. 
I posted his video in my Discord for people to use as a reference guide to learn how to PvP or just like see Maywa awakening PvP. Because a lot of time people ask me all the time for like content of people PvPing or how to PvP. I'm like, here's some reference videos you can look at. So I want to make one last comment to a maximum effort about Suck Nova or Awaken Nova. I do think that Awaken Nova is better than people give it credit um, for, but. It also feels like it's missing something st still. Like it just does. Like the people that are maining it, um, like it does feel really powerful and on guard, right? But then when you're not in on guard, it feels, it just doesn't feel that good. And uh, Shift Q does not have a stiffness on every good hit, just so you know. Otherwise, yeah, that would actually be really, really strong. Um. Abraxas KB says to the Hadoom realm there is an item gem of imbalance. I'm not sure how I got it, but I believe you get it at the end of the Odalita main story questline. It says on the gem on the item a gemstone that breaks down the shadow and light, a treasure that can actualize Hadoom's realm. I think you'll need this item to go to the Hadoom realm so that lower level player can't get one shot by mobs that are too strong. Um, okay, that's kind of interesting. So they can. Well, I don't know. Is that how would that work? Um, is that I don't know if that actually is how that works. That sounds nice on paper, but you're saying on the same server there'd be two instances of the same place. I don't see how that would work. I don't think that that's how that. I don't works. want to overcomplicate things for PA. Yeah, PA, you're making it too yeah, hard. Their on servers PA. are already struggling. Yeah. Um, the indicators, I really like them and hope that they actually work so that all players can kind of benefit from this. And I would hope that they would implement damage numbers as well. Then just let us turn them off for PVE or PVP or other customized features for the UI in general. But I think this will not happen. Dude, that's the other thing too, is like I I get like if they want to have their strong stance on damage numbers, like fine, but at least let us see them in battle arena. Like it would be kind of cool if we could just see them in battle arena at the very least. I mean, I want him everywhere, but let us see him in Battle Arena. Uh, John says, it's okay, Reslar. It's okay. Next time. Love your podcast, guys. Did, yeah. you, get, did you get it next time, Reslar? No. No, I did not. Yeah, there's not going to be any and, next uh, time for Reslar. Now he's a Valheim main. Update. Update. Uh, Try Black Star Gloves have been giving me such a problem. Uh, I think I started this stack at like 40-something. It has officially hit over 100. Uh, going Oof. for tri black star gloves, so nice. If you want to see something that'll might make you a little bit happier, is watch that clip. It's a picture of Nayashi taking out the trash in his house. No, I didn't send that one this time. <laughs> what is this clip? Them, them send it to me. It's just uh, the unfortunate case of fighting a a suck valk. <laughs> yep that's how it goes out get outplayed warrior um if only you were good enough if only you were good but you're not you know it would have made what would have made that clip better is if the valk literally just stopped after he killed you and said you're bad and then walked away <laughs> that would have made it just so much better Um, do, 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 do. the other real question is, Dem, why the fuck are you a warrior now? Warriors funded. Uh, 
John's or uh, sorry, Cherokee says, is that damage numbers? Yeah. So the there's damage numbers on Global Apps. That's why you saw damage numbers. Global Apps has damage numbers. Um, Sui says, hey Nashi, I know you were a very skilled Maywall. Just wondering, will you ever main another class? Why'd you laugh on that? I just I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Laughed. I guess pressing that Red hurts. Moon, pressing Red Moon off the hot, hot bar is skilled. Uh, I mean, pressing drive is just a skill can right I here. Pause for a second because yeah. I don't know if you guys realize what's happening in this streamable clip. There are three different CCs that could have CC'd that Valk before the warrior got grabbed right mm -hmm. there. It's not just like one. There's actually three different times that he could have gotten CC'd by the warrior that he resisted all of them. I, I've talked to um, Valks all over, and this is what they this is what they recommend you do because they they say you're don't put yourself at risk and try to recc. So you. What that warrior should have done is grab him, use slashing, and then back away and try to CC him again when he gets up. <laughs> then grab him. Not to mention. And try, use slashing one time and then back away. And hopefully the Valk eventually runs out of heals. <laughs> I, think yeah, he, right. I think he actually got the ground smash off before the Valk started the uh, shield throw. So that also should have CC'd, but got resisted because it looks like he got it off actually before the shield throw started yeah i seen that too it looked like it was probably the case but you know you never know because so that's actually four, that's actually four resisted cc's how fun all right so sui says hey nash yeah, i know you're a very skilled maywa <laughs> just wondering will you ever mean another class I can't stop smiling. I think it will oh be exciting. <laughs> I think it will be exciting to see if you do, or is the Maywa Chase iframe too addictive to switch and you are too deep into your lovely road with often main hand? Hold on, I'm getting griefed by a Zerker. <laughs> of course. <you laughs> I'm legitimately being griefed by a Zerker. Not again. This time it's not another class. Oh my god. I didn't even Vibes know. Vibes is better. Who's there's like Vibes? four Zerkers that you see in open world. They all have striker grind alts, and somehow they're all at Nayashi's grind spot. He meant it, I claims bingo. He hit, he hit everything on the bingo board. Um, well, it's not hitting so, everything. It's hitting a line, isn't it? Will you ever try uh, to main another class, Nayashi? Or probably not ever. No. No, Nayashi's set in his ways. Does he? He likes Mewa. He's picked. What it. if Nayashi? Let me sell you a class. Um, so it's called Better Mewa. It's basically Mewa, but it's better in literally every way that you could have possibly imagined. You playing that? It has fire animations too. And it has charged stub arrow as a rebomb. It hits super hard, one shots people basically. Um, Daz says, Jesus Christ, Frosty put some gear on that poor Doom. My Doom has gear. He's like full C plus six uh, Krogdala. Were you about to say a Capris level? <laughs> so full C6 Krogdala. <laughs> I'm even Capricing my Doom's gear because I want him to be tanky. Uh, Daniel Nario says, I love the enhancement part. I got so excited when you guys succeeded. Hopefully we'll have Reslar's Tet Blackstar recorded in the podcast. Reslar doesn't have masses of pure magic. I just burned through 10 more of them going for uh, Tri Blackstar Gloves. Bellsong says, I think you guys misunderstood what I was trying to say last week with the context of the previous podcast. They added new exclusive items and rewards to Nodor Seeds that you can't get otherwise. Trying to force... That content with cheapo Kafris and gems. BDO has nearly one million daily active players currently, with NA being the largest reason. 
90% was may or may not be a stretch, but as you guys said yourself, attendance is very low overall. I don't see 20 to 30K unique people on T2 plus on a weekly basis. Maybe I'm wrong. Wasn't talking about PVP in general, just that large scale style PVP overemphasis, overemphasizes whoever has the highest damage and the largest AOE. Mages now could easily be something else. 650 gear score uh, thing was more regards to Elvia calling it DOA content because everyone wants constant PVP and is over 650 gear score. PA released info barely two months ago showing 1.2% were over 650. Um, biased, probably closer to 5% real active people. Um, yeah, but definitely the 90% number is wrong. But also, like, there's reason. Like, people are... Even the people that are not necessarily node-warring full-time a lot of them are not node warring for a reason because either a they're fed up with mages b they don't want to play a mage or c um the node war style has gotten like stale but that doesn't mean like they're about to they're revamping the node war system which is why we're talking about it which is going to bring interest like the only new thing is not the vendor like node wars are completely changing like in a massive way. And if they ever do balance changes to the classes that are at the top in Node War, it'll also be very different. And there's people that are just holding out, waiting for those things to happen. So, um, I get, I can't remember if you were the one that said it or not, but, but saying like, why are you guys talking about Node War when no one cares about Node War is just, it's just not true. Like even the people that don't Node War care about Node War, like a lot of people. It's just that, they either can't participate or are fed up with the way it currently is. And because there's changes, it's worth talking about. That's all. Um, I also like trying to force that content with cheap Kafiris and gins. It's like, no, they're trying to make the content worth. Because if you've, if you've node ward at all, you know that it is not worth it. It is yeah, it actually... It is very much not worth it to node war right now. The only reason that you would ever node war is if you enjoy PvP. So they're trying to incentivize more people to go and do participate in node wars. It's not about forcing it on anybody. Like the cheaper Kafris are down to what 2.5 right now. Like you definitely do not need to participate in this new node war system to get Kafris. That is 100% not the case. And if you're not PvPing, you probably don't care about the fucking 1% attack and cast speed crystals. Because you're not PvPing, you're not min-maxing. So it's not about forcing content, it's about trying to make it worth to actually go out and participate in Node Wars for people who currently do not think it is worth it because it is not fun. Because of Suck Wizard, because it's stale, because of whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, Node War is like the most fun thing in the game. It's just right now, it's really not. The meta stayed it's the same for so long. with all those fucking wizards, that's all. <clears throat> um, Cody Sheen says, hey guys, great show. I look forward uh, to y'all show each week. I've learned a lot from the show. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Henry Liu says, I really thought Rez was Nayashi when it just started. Wait, what? Maybe because your mic? New mic. Oh, because yeah. your mic, yeah. Real quick, Rezar, say the woman. The woman? No, he doesn't sound like Nayashi. No, that, not authentic enough. Hold on, say say the woman, Nayashi. Let me see if I can replicate. The woman. The woman. It was close. That was actually close. 
Now you just need a little bit more reverb on your mic, like move to a See, bathroom or something. I think the move issue to is to a bathroom. What? I think the issue is I just kind of talk like a lot differently than Nayashi. Yeah. Like Nayashi kind of talks. I don't know how to explain it because I'm not smart enough to know the actual words behind what I'm about to say. But Nayashi talks kind of lower, and I talk like high, basically, like in our vocal ranges. I think. I mean, you well, and one of you says a boot, and the other says a boot instead of about. So I don't wait, think what? either of us say, say either of those things. <laughs> you, you both say house. What? Of- <laughs> Why are we Canadian all of a sudden? Because <laughs> it sounds funny. All right, 197. I mean, millimeter. I'll admit the, the Kaffers thing, but damn. Oh, yeah. That, Nayashi says Kaffers, and you say Kaffras, which is, that's different. That's too different already right there. <laughs> 197 millimeter Canon says, uh, I've never really PvP'd in BDO because it didn't seem that interesting to me. From my perspective, as someone that just levels alts and joins random guilds to get buffs, it does seem like people who actually participate in organized PvP like Node Wars, are the minority in this game, which I guess is what PA is trying to correct. The proposed changes seem really interesting and have encouraged me to pick a main class and find a guild that wouldn't mind showing a noob the ropes. I think Major Blocker could be if guilds are interested in new Witcher, so it seems the new Node War changes would not increase player involvement if they do not also address class imbalance. Also, I am a noob at PvP and BDO, but I am an experienced competitive player in both video games and tabletop war games. Uh, when there is an overbearing meta that is hurting the game, sometimes the best solution is not to nerf, but by introducing a new predator or by changing game mechanics in a way that encourages a different playstyle. If one or two classes were to get new abilities that made them hard counters to witchards, it could encourage bringing less of them if they become unable to fulfill their role reliably, or you may have to shift bodies to people that help... Uh, counter the counter in order to protect the witchers alternatively if large-scale battles like sieges required certain actions to be completed to win for some reason witchers were unable to perform that action reliably i don't know what reason would be i'm just saying you could shift the meta large-scale battles without nerfing the classes love the content but going back and listening to old episodes yeah, that was a long time so the only way that you could actually make a class would counter wizards enough to make them no longer a meta class, at least a primarily dominant force in large scale, is if you had a class that literally said, oh, uh, here's a buff, and whenever you take magic damage, you get healed instead. Like, that's the only way I could see it happening. Otherwise, you're just going to make a new wizard class, basically, that just is better. Yeah, I mean, the real issue with, like, like, wizards and witches have always been the majority in large scale. And while that's always been a concern, it's never really been, like, such a loud complaint as it is nowadays. Because the real issue is that Succession Wizards kit is way too overloaded. And if you make another overloaded kit, then it's just going to be two overloaded kits. Well, well, hold on, hold on. What if it's not an overloaded kit? What if there is is. one ability that could fix this? So have you, you guys have all seen Harry Potter, right? You remember when they would get a new broomstick? They would have to like get used to it if the broomstick was like weird. It would like start flying and dragging Harry Potter around everywhere. What if the new class had an ability that was an AOE that just made all of their broomsticks, all of their stabs just start making them fly everywhere and they lost control of their (laughs) character for 10 to 15 seconds? In the middle of a fight. That would be sick, dude. I'm picturing it would be so cool. And then a lot of people wouldn't want so, to play Witch Wizard. So, well, I mean, 
that just sounds too fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I the the the, uh, the easiest way is the easiest way is you just have a class that gives a buff to a small area of your your party members that says if you receive magic damage you instead are healed. No, stop, Jesus fucking Christ! It's, hey, that's all how you the, counter it. All that you need, all, literally, all you need to do. Here's what I think: all you need to do, you need to bring a lot of the huge AOEs down, like Frosty has said multiple times. The AoEs are way too fucking big. They're killing yeah. people that they don't even know they're hitting. You need to bring the AoEs down, maybe make them a conal if you still want them to be like pretty big, but at least make them have to aim the shit that they're throwing out. And Imagine then you need this to is wizard. And then you need to reduce your fucking the range damage. The meteor is too powerful. Blizzard slows are so cancer. Like the range ability, like, the range ability of that class is far too big. Well, slow snacking needs to be removed, but that's not a suck wizard problem, right? That's just a game problem. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's a game problem. Like I honestly think if they just if they fixed their fucking ridiculous AOEs and they brought down their ranged potential, I sent you guys a would, video. Of the it would skill. honestly go a long oh way. Oh my god! Just imagine this. Imagine this is a, an ability that affects Wizwitch, and you just see them Jesus all in no around, looking at go. Oh my god! Come on, ja but, <laughs> Jackie Felix, stop fucking around. We need now, you hold up on. front. I'm curious. What? Who was the? Who was the villain in the movie that was making his broom do that though? Because yeah. that was a villain that was doing that, right? Yes. Who was it? I think I uh, everyone thought it was Snape, but it was that other guy with the purple hat, the professor. The, yeah, it was the turban guy. Coral. Guttermouth saying it's Coral, the guy in the turban. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It looked it looked like it was Snape, but Snape was actually trying to like fix it, right? Or something. Yeah, like Snape that. was trying to counter the spell. Dude, what if like cause tamers don't feel uh, super impactful. What if Tamer had that ability to start just fucking with wizards from far away? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Squid calls him Professor Squirrel. <laughs> okay. Professor Squirrel. Dude, right. what if, dude, what if Tamer Trap was the, like, Blade and Soul PA that you always imagined? Like, they play, they cast Tamer Trap. Not only does it CC enemies that walk inside of it, everyone inside gets plus 999 DP. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Alright, um, Tim says, not sure why Frosty was sweating that enhancement when he is so carried that he's not capable of failing. Dude, I fail in accessories so much. You, you don't fail at all. Dreadspark says, look, I usually come in here to throw mud on whichever one of you talk bad about Shy. T3 add-ons win. However, today when you read this, I'm going to break from my glorious campaign and address Nova. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, give her forward guard on every ability. She has no healing, no mobility, and if she happens to move, then she devours her stamina. I think they're talking about succession specifically. If she gets... Forward guard on every ability? Like, what? I think they're exaggerating, but you get their point. If she gets ambushed from behind, then she dies. If she gets overextended, then she dies. If she sneezes and her shield falls, then she dies. Let her do stuff with her shield so that she can actually function in large scale. She will be... A little bit of a skill check for 1v1 and easily bullied, but damn, at least she'll have something. Another issue, she can't do Ash Forest as she is um, because she can't move or avoid crap. Giving her Frontal Guard would make her still not as good as Hash Ash Forest, but playable. Make her playable and buff her best friend Shy. And then he does a wave emote and says, Waves, also I do appreciate you guys and your opinions, so thanks. 
Damn, dude. Imagine meaning suck Nova and Shy. I'm so sorry, Dreadspark. You're going through a lot right Jesus. now. Jesus. You're going through an awful lot. Um, Hawaiian says, uh, hey, got the Sherkin pot piece on my second hour ever while watching this. I also hit a Tet Disto while watching the podcast where you guys enhanced accessories. Looks like everyone is lucky but Reslar. Shame, shame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Muffin Muncher says, I don't know anyone. The Muffin Muncher. <laughs> His name is The Muffin Muncher. He says, I don't see how anyone can say that only 10% of the player base does Node Wars. I would argue that 90% of the player base grinds or does life skin to get gear for Node Wars. I mean, I don't think that 90. We got to stop using the 90% number. There's a yeah, lot of people the, that Node War. And yeah. there's also a lot of people that node war for stretches and then take breaks and then node war for stretches and take breaks. Like it's never like full time, you know, it's I Real, don't know. realistically, realistically, like no memes. What percentage of the BDO population do you guys think node wars regularly? I would say probably somewhere 10%. around like 40 percent, 30 to 40 percent. Regularly, 10 percent um, that off and well, on define regularly. They don't hate. What do you yeah, call that's, regularly? That's the problem. Once a week? Like, yeah, like at least once a week. Yeah. I would say fifty. I would say I would say twenty then. I would say between fifteen and twenty percent at most. Once a week. I think regularly, like constantly, every day, every week is like you know probably two to three wars. I'd say probably closer to ten percent. Now, if we're talking like once a month, I think it's much higher. Oh yeah, yeah. we're going. I once think a that's. Month. I mean, that's like ninety or more. But once a month for content that goes on every single day, like that's not really regularly. <laughs> yeah, but there, the reasons aren't like. Here's the thing: why why I contest what the other guy said in the other episode is because, uh, not saying everyone, but a very large amount of people aren't participating just because they don't enjoy Node Wars itself or that they don't want large scale PvP. It's because a it's not rewarding, as you said you don't benefit from going to node wars. Like if I'm grinding up gear and all I care about is my next upgrade, node warring is going to set me back because that's now one to two hours where I can't grind, one to two hours where I'm paying for villa buff, food, alk stone, drafts, whatever, that all costs money and add up. And then two, the meta is frustrating for a lot of people. And three, yep. like the shenanigans going on in so T1s, you have these stronger guilds that are kind of making it not fun to even participate because of things like bringing extra people yeah. to repair, going outside of the node war zone to kill them with your full gear, like all, all sorts of stuff that just make it kind of awful. What percentage yeah. of the player base do you think is interested in node wars? Like they would do node wars if it wasn't for X. 70 more. I would say probably between 50 and 60%. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like around 60 probably. That that are at least interested and would want like want it to be fun and worth doing, but it's just not. But there's definitely like the the game is a sandbox MMO. Like it's Node War is just an aspect of it, and it is a large yeah. aspect of it. And I mean, you can't say people don't care about Node Wars. Like, do you know how difficult it is to organize a hundred people to do anything that literally doesn't have any benefit in the game whatsoever? And like all of these guilds are able to do that. So it's just like. People definitely care about Node War. It might not be a majority of people, but people care. And with the changes are major. It's like, also people don't really care. There's a lot of people that don't care at all about class balance, but we talk about class balance all the time. There's also a bunch of people that, 
that don't care about the Hadoom servers. They're never going to be on there because all they do is life skill. And we've talked about those a bunch. Like, there's definitely segments of people, of people that don't care about anything. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't give two shits about Mewa, but somehow we always end up discussing Mewa every single episode. There's a bunch of people who don't care about how much Reslar hates the game, and we have to hear him talk about how much he hates the game every week. So, wow. You know, I think that's the main reason a lot of people are here. But you know, that's <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so okay. thank you, DeMuffin Muncher. Um, Slayer ILS says Hadoom Pirate Island. Dude, Hadoom Pirate Island would be, would be sick. Um, Michael Shuza Kiwiks. Shuza Kiwis? Shuzukawitz. Island would be badass. Quits. Uh, is it normal that I still get the transfer pop-up when I start my game even though I already applied for the transfer? P.S. I am receiving the transfer login rewards. Yeah, they pop up everywhere. They're trying to make sure no one forgets. So they're just doing it over and over and over again for everybody all the time. Uh, Mineria says, on Global Labs, the Doom Spots had all sorts of alerts for events, what is happening, plus difference in Aura and Dark Sky. I guess that will be at least some of the warnings you get to not go there. As for the part where Frosty said it will show that a lot of skills don't have gaps and it is just desync at 1055. I don't think that these icons will be fair on that. Even on skills where the gap is in the skill description and intended. Example on Wheel of Fortune, the essay icon shows during the entire animation. It feels more like icons were plastered on purely on a skill basis, not based on the protections are actually occurring. As for central servers, seem to be forgetting uh, Australia, New Zealand, as long as they're still part of the NAEU region, moving the servers from the west coast will actually take it away from the center of the region. Um, oh, that's, I mean, that's a fair point, but I, I wonder what percentage of the people are from there. Yeah, that's I what mean, I was I've... about to say. Are we really going to not move servers <laughs> based on the absolute minority of the minority population on the server? Like, there's people from EU that also play on NA, are you saying that we shouldn't move it closer to those people on EU? Like, I and on, that's silly. I completely. I mean, maybe, maybe Wheel of Fortunes is incorrect, right? Like, potentially Wheel of Fortunes is is not correct. But the pr I completely reject the premise that it's only there as to show you if the skill has it or not. They they a hundred percent are showing where the lingers start and end, like all of the icons do. There are way too many that are exactly on point with where your protection ends versus ones that it the gap is is not necessarily like shown. Like it's like way in favor. Like why why would Voltaic Pulse show the entire lingering animation super armor at the end of it? Why would Frigid Fog? Why would Dance Macabre end exactly where Dance Macabre ends with the icon? Like literally verbatim on all of it. Like it's Wheel of Fortune is the absolute outlier if it's incorrect, not the other way around. Um, Matteo Audit says, I just want to see my character cheer for that one second before I get disappointed. Nayashi, me every time I drop a Narc earring or a Cagdom ring. Machoke to Machamp was the other Pokemon that evolved when traded. Oh. Yeah, it was. True. It, was, it was Graveler, Machoke, and uh, Kadabra. 30 minutes till Vel. Uh, yeah, Wasn't there, was there a fourth one? I thought Golem. I thought to get Golem you had to. Wait, That's what oh, Graveler what, turns into Golem. Uh, wait, was there a fourth one? Maybe it was like one of the legendary Pokemon. Sorry, I didn't hear you say Graveler. Oh, Haunter. Yeah. Haunter to Gengar. Haunter, yes. Or Haunter is it Ghostly? Thank you. Yeah. No, Ghastly turns into Haunter. Haunter turns into Gengar. Yeah. Oh, this I, dude, the thing is, I, I never liked Gengar. 
I thought Ghastly and Haunter was so cool. I, I don't like my ghosts getting legs and putting on weight. It's weird. <laughs> Why? He's always got a smile on his face, dude. He's so happy. You guys want to see a, a duo uh, disto attempt? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I always thought was weird about Pokemon? Stream it. Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime is basically a human. Mr. Mime, that's true. Yeah. He's the closest thing to human we have. I know. It's only 11% chance now. She put a stack on there. All right. 50-50? Yep, 40 is the soft cap. Here we go. All right, so... You're croning it, too. Reslar is. He has all the luck. All yeah. right, Reslar. I, I give my luck to other people when I count them down, and that's why I fail literally everything. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Oh, <laughs> and it downgraded. <laughs> and it downgraded to base. You suck. Oh. You're so bad, Nayashi. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, man. That hurts my feels. Um... Landon Call says you're invisible, so you can't be hit. Cries in Maywa Red Moon. Well, here's the thing. It's it's not that uh, if that's how I said it, I I misspoke. It's only if you're supposed to have invincibility while you're invisible, you are invincible. It just doesn't show the icon. Like I guess I'm trying to figure out the best way to elaborate that. If your nameplate isn't there, it's not going to show you the protection icon, even when you have a protection active at that moment. Um, Toby Precise says 100k free pearls. I'm buying all the energy pots. Dude, 100k free pearls would be so epic, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Be a lot of costumes on the market, dude. Yeah, there would. Dude, do you remember when costumes used to sit on buy like dozens on every class? Oh, yeah. That's probably going to happen again if they up the price. Lost three earrings right there, man. Dude, poor, poor Nashi. Uh, Joshua Heller says, do better, Reslar. He's not wrong. And Eumenidai says, Eumenidai says, I love this new iframe icon that always shows up while I'm grabbed. <laughs> True. Me too, dude. Me too. Um, Yeah, that that's, that's kind of it. Reslar's over here just throwing a temper tension. What are you doing, Reslar? Oh, I'm looking at protections on Succession Zucker because I don't know much about it. Yeah, here, I'll show you some protections. You want to see good protections? Like this, this is a frontal guard that lingers. Apparently, I didn't know that. Hold on, let me show you. Let me show you some of the best ones. All right, let me swap here to Succession. Oh, wait, my, there we go, okay. Just want to get these two really, really important ones in here. Um, where is, let's see, Somersault, Dash Buster, da, 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 da.
Where's the kick? Do I have it? Oh yeah. No wait, where's a... Uh... Oh, is it under secondary? Scissor kick, here we go. Okay. Oh, scissor kick's automatic. Alright, where, where are you at, Reslar? I'm just up the hill. Alright, here we go. Alright. S.A. 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 Now it's over. And Soul Basher, S.A. Oh wait, do I have the wrong... Do I have the wrong Soul Basher? Oh, I have Prime Soul Basher. Hold on. Oh wait, no. Wait, why is it so short for me, dude? Where's my extension? Where's my linger, dude? Why is my linger so bad, dude? <laughs> you don't know how to oh, linger, hold dude. it. Oh, I see. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. You literally hold it and you never not have SA. <laughs> the icon stays forever. Wait, that icon's still there the whole time? The whole time, it never disappears. <laughs> During this, fuck? it literally doesn't go away. <laughs> Why? That's so Just in dumb. case someone were to catch me, dude. <laughs> Why should I have to be unsafe? I mean, I have a similar thing, but because I'm a three-minute class, I have to pop you e buff for it. There we go. No, I'm SA. Hold on, I need cooldowns. Okay. This is fun. Alright. I haven't played Mystic in so long. I forget. Soul, I hate Soul Basher, by the way. Not... not because of the protection necessarily, but just that skill is so lame. Like, it just looks so dumb. Like, it doesn't do anything. It was just not a cool skill. I don't know. It's the lamest prime skill of all. Um, I think that's it for the show. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up or talk about? Before uh, we no. uh, close out here? Pretty sure that's everything. Uh, next week, uh, we'll rebrand this to a Valheim podcast, because that's all I play now. Uh, <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's it. Was no, Velsen 20 any? minutes. I don't know how we're going to kill time for 20 minutes. Nah, there's no. no way. There's no way. No, no Vel today. But um, you know what? We will be back next week. It is episode 100. Um, we would love if you guys would hang out with us and join us for that. I think it's going to be cool as fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Nayashi had to be right back. Uh, we appreciate you guys commenting on the YouTube video for anyone who has not participated in the podcast before you leave a comment we will read it on the show um regardless of how insulting it is to reslar uh and uh and the mewa so yeah we thank you guys for the support over these 99 episodes i'm excited to see you guys for episode 100 next week um i don't know that's it you want to thank the patrons and stuff for us yeah, well, we do that at the beginning of the show. I feel Let's like you just resupport them, dude. They've la they they've helped us last this long. Apparently, we're changing things <laughs> uh, at triple digits suddenly without letting me know. Uh, I don't have the list pulled up, so where's our producer, dude? On the spot, <laughs> our producer, dude. Uh, yeah, thanks to the uh, to the patrons, thanks to and and everybody else that supported us. You know. Um, We'll make sure to talk about it more on actual episode 100, but shout out to the to the people who have been here from the beginning, because I know a lot of people have been. So uh, shout out to those guys, and we'll we'll talk about it more. We'll talk about our, our journey and all that stuff. Ne next week will probably be a nostalgia episode, unless something huge comes out. 
um, I actually, is what I'm thinking. I do expect some news on Global Apps next week since we didn't have a patch this week and it's kind of been a while since we got something big. Probably, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, next week will probably be a big nostalgia week. We'll we'll talk about the news and then we'll kind of just go down memory lane, maybe look at some old episodes or something and, and laugh about it and shit. Um, so anyway, yeah, thanks to everybody who supported us uh, over these years now, over two years. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. You know you're mine.